All right, what is going on, everybody? Zombies here again, and today we are back with another episode of The Fighting Pit, episode 11, back from our little break from last week, and this will be going up on Saturday instead of Friday like normal. However, one of the, uh, the little perks we have here of recording a day late is we have another guest here, and this is one we have had on before. Dallas is joining us again. How you doing, Dallas? Hey, hey everyone. Uh, thanks for inviting me back. Uh, yeah, um, doing good. How are you? Good, good. You know, looking forward to talking about mercenary stuff. You know, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. And uh, as always, I am joined by my two co-hosts here, Mulhu and Wizard Beast. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, tired. Tired, but good. <laughs> Same. Been a long week. But, yeah, seriously. What are you? What a. <laughs> Man, this week is just the nut low. I'm going to go on record and yeah. put that one out there. I think I speak for everybody. Uh, we won't dwell on it too much, but... Uh, it's yeah, uh, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. like that uh, that meme with the uh, the oh. sailor. Uh, what a week, huh? Captain, it's Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> how this whole week is felt. Uh, but, you know, happy to be here. Happy to be talking Merc stuff. We have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. So uh, just to give a little overview here, what we're going to be covering is we're going to be starting off on the new event. Uh, Chiji uh, Lunar New Year event has been here. We've had a little bit of time to mess around with that. So that's going to be our kind of first topic of discussion. Then we're going to talk about, you know, the new Mercs, the new meta that's starting to change and develop around them. A little bit of discussion on the uh, 14K cap no longer being a thing. And yeah, um, so why don't we just get right into it here? Chiji event is live. So for anyone who might not know, um, this is a limited time event, and I believe it is going until March 8th. So you have about about another week or so, a little bit over a week uh, to kind of get this done. And this event, as they said before, is kind of aimed at more uh, enfranchised mercenary players. So I'm curious... Uh, just starting off the bat, what do we re like initial impressions? You know, now that we've had some time to, uh, I don't know if you guys have all gotten all the way through it or not. Uh, I, I finished mine up a few days ago, but I'm curious uh, what we all kind of think about it. Um, do you want to start, Molho? Yeah. Um, I basically, like, like I said, I've been doing probably the least amount of grinding, I'd guess, of, of all of us here. Um, just everything's been wild, but um the patch the the event kind of pulled me back on we streamed it and ran through the entire event right on that day right so the what the event was in total are these 10 tasks that are basically like and i kind of kept saying this on stream all the time but it was kind of like a new precedent for a puzzle mode right that i really actually enjoyed this a good amount it actually made me think about things it made me go in and have the experience that i kind of felt like you guys were actually getting by doing the early pre-nerf heroic drekthar stuff that was like this is hard and like i have to try well i don't want to i didn't have to try before i've never had to try in this game before in pve and then it makes you try but then you beat it eventually and you get that dark souls pop off and it's great and this made me kind of think and i did have like people helping out right it was kind of a mass effort in that sense so it made it easier um but it, it was new it was hard it was interesting it would have been really hard if I had never, if I had played this game for like two weeks, like borderline unsolvable, I think. And that kind of felt like a problem. But as a player who hasn't been only playing for two weeks, I actually really like this a lot. 
Sweet, sweet. Uh, you want to go next, Alice? Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind going next. Uh, I just realized I think I'm not picking up audio on Audacity, but uh, hang on a sec. It's all good. That's all right. Technical difficulties. Uh, here, you want to? You want to? That's all good. It's no worries. Um, you want to talk about it, Wizard Beast? Well, Dallas figures that out real quick. Sure. So yeah, kind of for the event overall, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't do it in one run through. I kind of split it out over a couple days because, as they initially said, they wanted to do only two tasks a day. But that was kind of a problem that happened is just all of a sudden you finish the second one and first day the third one was available and you could just go through the whole event already mm -hmm. so i kind of spaced it out kind of just to feel like it and it was kind of nice not having to rush through it i took my time did, did like, it as intended day. <laughs> yeah kind of okay. i did like that, that's like, cool I, uh, yeah so it was kind of nice to space it out and like just to see what the timing would have been like and i felt like it was actually nice you know next day it's like oh i have a couple you know, new quests to go do, and just to kind of see how it is. But overall, I really liked it, and um, earlier today, I put a tweet out about the event, just to kind of get everyone's thoughts, and I was actually surprised. Majority of the people, I got a lot of responses, all liked it. There was a couple people who kind of, like, were, you know, newer, who said they think they would have, liked to enjoy it, but they just couldn't get to it. They just didn't have the right mercenaries. But besides that, most of the people said it was nice to have something new. A couple of people even came back for it because they saw and it was really interesting. So it was kind of cool mm -hmm. to hear, you know, some people come back just for this event. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, yeah, I, I did. I didn't do it all in one shot. I did it like half and half because um, I was doing guide stuff for it and and whatnot, which is kind of cool. That is one thing I do like as kind of you know someone who does a lot of mercenaries content. It's cool to have something else to focus on in terms of PvE that is not mindless and unwatchable. <laughs> like, I just, I don't, uh, I don't, I just have a hard time playing uh, PvE sometimes because even in some of the newer stuff, which can be a little bit challenging, my brain is like hardwired from like all the hours of grinding to just <laughs> shut off. Like it, it, like it's, I have to put in a lot of effort to, uh, to actually like think during PVE. Cause I just don't, I'm just really not thinking in PVE a lot of the time. Um, yeah. but this, these ones make you think, um, especially mm -hmm. the, the big thing that I've noticed, uh, especially with these newer ones is, you have to think through some of these I think almost getting to the boss is in some cases a lot harder than mm. uh, doing the boss I feel like they definitely toned down the heroic bosses a little bit uh, compared to the last uh, batch of them but like getting to them can be if you're not paying attention you can just get mm -hmm. rolled like there's there's this big protector who gains attack based on how much damage you deal to like another enemy I did not read what that did, and I looked away, and I looked back, and there's a 100, 200 unit staring me down, and uh, that run was over. <laughs> so I had to uh, pay that a little bit. Me. Yeah, oh, that happened to you too. <laughs> On screen, by the That's way. That's cool. I, I like that. Yeah. They, they can't, we, we can't just, we got to stay awake. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, no, it it's good. It was good. Like, it was challenging. Um, I think I fixed up my audio issues, by the way. Awesome, awesome. Um, so what I think of the event, uh, look, it was a great idea. 
uh, I think like thematically it was it was really cool, you know, with Chinese New Year and everything. I think they could have executed it a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, there was like so many bugs. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that, that seemed really like changed a, side, we... uh, <laughs> a side issue. Unfortunately, I mean, obviously it was tied to it, right? But what do you mean by like the 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 bugs? Well, are you uneducated? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the bugs that I experience, okay, uh, and the ones that I know about. Uh, so if you took a potato mm-hmm. from the mystery spot, it could uh, mess up your run. You wouldn't get. Um, uh, it just wouldn't complete. It? Like you wouldn't get. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't complete the test. Yeah. yeah. And those are like on the ones where your team had to be like all the same one, right? Was that why it yeah. was breaking the? I think so. I'm something sure. like that. I didn't look into the, it. The bugo. That that was, was like my instinct, you, but. Yeah, it was also if you had like a summon. Yeah. On your team, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, I used Belinda, and I found out, oh, I didn't get my quest completion because I used Belinda. Um, and she has the water elemental or the yeah. fire elemental. Uh, what other bugs were there? Like, I think similar to that, if you took a, a boon, mm-hmm. I think it was just the caster boon, but I wasn't sure. It was, was all three. Yeah, I think it was just any boon. Three. Any boon. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And then, then like, if you didn't know that, like, not everybody reads the forums and, mm-hmm. you know, no. goes my God, and stuff like that. How would they feel? Like, if, oh, um, I saw how they feel. <laughs> there have been, oh, really? uh, if you've, uh, if you've been monitoring the, uh, the or not even that the uh the mercenaries discord the amount of new people i have seen hop in there and the uh, immediate first thing they're asking about is why didn't my thing complete uh, there were a lot of them and some of them were very understandably frustrated yeah. because i think a lot of these people were players who uh some of them had a much more limited collection and it took them two three four times to beat it for that first time so when it takes you that long to beat that and then you finally beat it and then it doesn't complete like it just makes you want to quit the game right like i would just want to close out the game and never look at that again because i know how much like uh what's it fight number eight uh i know I had trouble with this i know i watched you had trouble with this too dallas the uh the heroic local art by far oh, the uh, the hardest of the bunch. Like that is not an easy fight, even if you have all the right stuff for it. And was, which one was that one? Is that the all uh, one or something? I think it's three beasts, right? I, it's either in it. yeah, it's heroic yeah, Lokalar. He, he's on the right. I think it's either three oh, beasts okay. or three dragons, or it might be yeah, the one with beasts and no, I think it's the one with beasts and dragons. You need a full dragon and yeah, beast, beast team. And That's it. Yeah. yeah. So obviously your options are kind of limited there because there are only so many beasts and dragons. Especially if you don't have the new dragon, I do not know how. I mean, I'm sure Old Guardian is a great guide for it because uh, he does those great uh, budget versions too. But like. I don't know how I would have beat that without like the very specific comp I used like Long Jin because like you just need to focus him with blues in the beginning because if you can't kill Lokalar like by turn three or four it's, it's just how they said he rolls you. this event was targeted at um, experienced hardcore players. Do you, do you remember reading that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More in franchise like not as it's really strange that they that would do it like that though 
Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of unprecedented across all the like most of the time events, if anything, are like the complete opposite end of the spectrum where it's like, yeah. here you go. I know you have nothing, but you can like play this cool thing and feel like you're doing something like new and funky. But yeah, this almost felt like a weird, maybe like a like just placating the experienced players a little bit, like just giving us a cool taste of a PvE experience. Like I could be. Yeah. It's yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was saying from like all of the things we've seen recently, it seems like their focus has definitely been mercenaries mode as for people who are going to invest a ton of time into it, you know, overall with every decision that they've made so far, including this event, it seems like they're always focusing on the people who are staying in for the long time, not someone who's just hopping in for a couple minutes, trying it out and then stopping. It seems like it is for the people who are committing to it fully. That, that's what I've kind of noticed from all of these decisions, you know, kind of adding up. Yeah, I mean, I would not mm. uh, argue against that, really, for the most part. I mean, it's it's certainly interesting. I think, uh, and I didn't even think about this at first, but um, Zeddy, I think, was the one who asked on Twitter about this. Uh, so, obviously, this event, like we just were talking about, is more targeted towards enfranchised players. However, there is a little bit of a negative if you're not really interested or able to complete the event, you lose out on those uh, Toki coins for pretty much the whole duration oh, of yeah. this event. That is weird. Oh, and, that does. And I don't want to explain what that is too, because I didn't even understand what that was until today, really. Yeah. So basically, same. they uh, this event takes up the same slot on your bounty board as the daily Toki refresh. So anyone doesn't know, da uh, the daily Toki thing is. You get uh, two random 25 coins. Uh, they could be, I think, for any level of mercenary, like rare, epic, legendary, whatever. Um, and you just have to complete two bounties. And that's kind of like Merc's version of their daily quest, right? Um, it's not much. It really isn't much, uh, especially, you know, with people with so many extra coins. A lot of times you get useless coins. But uh, especially for players who don't have a super developed collection... Those rewards can be pretty valuable because if you don't have a lot of maxed dudes, a lot of times those that's getting you coins for people you don't have. And sure, maybe, you know, 25 or 50 a day or whatever isn't a lot, but it adds up over time. And so with this, the event is filling that slot. And even when you complete the event, I don't think that that is no. coming up um which is really like, really strange to me like toki just doesn't she just didn't come back like she just left and i think it might it might have been wizard beast that might have said that of like it could be that toki is leaving entirely right that she's never coming back and that it's it, it's actually being hardcore fully replaced and this is the interim but then at that point like why like let her stay until she's actually gone but normally these games don't really like take something away preemptively so it does feel really weird that you just lost access to a daily um but then it's also like i at least on my i don't know if there's a bug on my end or if everyone else has this but are your story quests also up but yeah. for an event like i have my like mm -hmm. go kill vandar stormpike yeah it's been there for like a week and the uh, the actual bounty is not a clickable button in the game and so like that space is also taking up a toki space and you literally can't even use it. Mm -hmm. Like at that point, just make that go away and put Toki there. So that felt, that definitely felt really weird. Like yet again, just like a, God, there really had to be another sour taste feeling just stuck in here for that. Like why, why man, why? Now, the only thing I could think of is 
originally how they wanted to roll out, you know, two tasks a day mm-hmm. is maybe that's why the Toki thing wouldn't be out yet. Oh, maybe it's supposed to come that's... back like the next week. Oh, that's actually a super good call. Yeah, that originally apparently the Chiji tasks were supposed to be two a day. And so you could only you it was going to take you like five days to get Chiji. But no, actually, that's probably a good call that the fact that it accidentally released all 10, but they had plotted out. Don't put Toki here, put this quest here. And that wasn't fixed. That I like that the most. It could be. Yeah, that... It definitely could be. Um, he uh, when uh, when Deck Tech uh, Deck Tech responded uh, when uh, Zeddy was asking him about that, and he actually brought up a uh, a post from quite some time ago. I think this was like uh, <laughs> back in November. I'm not sure, um, but. It was saying for the task board, and the quote is, uh, for instance, we think Toki is doing her job well, but that her visits could be more interesting. We're also exploring more ways to give players tasks. Um, so, And also touching on that that bounty thing, I that is another one where the amount of questions about, hey, why can't I unlock this boss? has been really high um like even people like where, who, how do i get vandar something like who are active on like twitter and other forms of like social media where you might like happen to see some of this stuff talked about a bit more i've seen even a bunch of people on there not knowing what's up with this and i don't know if you guys got this pop-up too um but i think a few days ago there was a pop-up in the mailbox that was like hey ivis kazakis and vandar are now accessible oh, in yeah, Alterac yeah, yeah. Valley. Oh, yeah, I saw that. But I think that, it was the loading, the pre, like the welcome to Hearthstone, like the first, first, first screen, actually, I think. I got so it maybe, on mobile. No, maybe it was the other one. So it was okay. in the mailbox oh, oh, for me. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I... <laughs> it was weird because, uh, and we we did find out that, I guess, uh, the, the, the people who do the in-game notifications like that are their own little group. And uh, I think that was just an error of they didn't get the memo when some of this, I'm guessing this was changed at some point because it mentions Ivis too. So I think they were actually splitting it up into two groups of three. Oh, like three and three. Yeah, but they didn't do that because obviously we have the first four. I think the reason for that is they didn't want to lock any equipment behind the heroics that weren't usable for the numerics, but then they right. went and did that with Chigi. So I don't really, I don't, fully understand that like personally i was really annoyed to see that like oh cool we get this new mercenary free free stuff's always nice right and i generally bugs aside i liked the challenges but the equipment i was most excited for on chiji is the one that's locked behind a heroic boss we can't do Mm. and having said that mm -hmm. i think maybe they made I i don't know why they made this decision but ended up kind of being good because uh, like even speaking to Frankie, he said mm-hmm. this. Um, like he didn't feel pressured to have to max it straight away. So if that's what they intended, um, worked out pretty well. We actually like straight up soul read that a couple months ago when, or we were almost like asking for that. I think on on the podcast, we were, I was like, mm-hmm. is there ever a world where they literally like, I think I or what was saying. what was it? Yeah, what we we were talking about like a like a like an accessibility thing. We were like, mm-hmm. what if? What if they literally just took it away from us? Like, don't let us grind it yeah, that fast. Like, people are that. just straight up burning out. And it seems like this is kind of a step in that direction. Like you're saying, like, this actually did feel like kind of a good thing. You're like, oh, like, I will just come back slowly over the course of a series of days and that'll be okay. I just think it's weird the 
amount of time. Like, so it is going to be lot. Well, I think they confirmed that we're getting the bounties after the GG event ends on the eighth of yeah, March. So far away. Yeah. <laughs> well, like to hide the the equipment yeah. for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, yeah, more time for us. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I think their their logic was. I'm I'm guessing here that uh, since we got this last Mercs drop so quickly, like arguably too quickly. I mean, I don't think I, I've heard anyone <laughs> say otherwise. Like it was kind of a whirlwind. I think the the last meta from the new characters wasn't even fully figured out yet. Like obviously we knew some top contenders like Frost Valera and stuff, but like it wasn't. It hadn't fully like gotten to the we know what the absolute best comps are yet in my opinion and then we got new guys already and even like some of the most dedicated grinders i know like a uh, sign of times like even he was like this is a little fast <laughs> like <laughs> i think that was a pretty common sentiment even in, from us who are really excited about new characters for pvp because you know pvps are primary you know enjoyment of the game it's just, it felt really fast, so I feel like extending this out might have been them being like, hey, the the next drop might not come till, like, late March or something, right? Instead of being, like, three weeks, maybe it's more like five or six weeks. Um, and so to kind of pad that timing out a little bit, you know, Chi-Gi came a week later, and you can't max her or get that third item for another, like, two weeks. So I think it's some... Um, the maybe the intention is to uh like you guys were saying just spread it out a little bit um so that way you can't just burn through all that content in a weekend or a few days and then have none of it left to do for the next however many weeks i mean it would be pretty sick if technically they actually could keep up with releasing like 45 mercs almost faster than a month but if if imagine if they fix the extra coins problem and that was something they could uphold like that would be amazing like if people literally couldn't solve the meta fast enough like i mean that's the dream essentially in in any game like competitively mm -hmm. and so this could be an angle to kind of hit that if they could fix the the accessibility or the the grind itself yeah big if there big if um <laughs> but eventually right um generally though i think uh I think the big thing for future events is uh, so the I think the bugs to me are kind of the biggest thing because I saw like mm. I didn't I, I knew about pretty much all the bugs before I did my stuff. So it didn't like impact me very negatively, but seeing how negatively it has impacted some people, it was very clear that 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 created what I would consider an exit point for some people mm -hmm. like oh, yeah. like. I just can't be bothered with this. And some of the things were really, there were some less impactful bugs, but that were just very confusing on some of the tasks. Like we've gotten task bugs before. Like uh, this is a, a pro tip for anyone doing Yulon. His task number 17 is bugged right now. So if you don't know what it is, uh, it's about preventing damage with him somehow. And I think it's supposed to use his damage preventing equipment, uh, like with the other dragons and prevent damage. Well, oh, yeah. it doesn't work. Um, doesn't work at all. So the workaround. So you can't complete it. You can, oh, you can, but you can't complete it with just him. Um, there's a workaround. If you use Sinestra, uh, you have to use, I think you have to have her second item. So you get that more damage reduction um, on her heal. Yep. You can then use that on Yulon, and then I just taunt up Yulon to force uh, 
you know, the attackers to go into it, and preventing damage that way progresses and finishes <laughs> the task. But like, and you only have to prevent seven hundred damage, so it takes like it's not that bad. Wait, no, what? No, it's not that serious? bad. <laughs> no, it's Is only it like really fifty 700? or a hundred or something. It's oh, not okay, very okay. much. Um, yeah. oh, but uh, there, there was another one where I think. Uh, I think one of Chiji's later ones is like uh, the wording is wrong on it. It it says like defeat eight hundred enemies or something. It's actually just <laughs> deal eight hundred damage or something. Like night and day difference oh, in wow. terms of what that means. Obviously, right? So uh, at least it said enemies. <laughs> yeah, there should be alternate achievements where you can like if if you change out like one word and then can do that achievement, you get bonus points. So it's like you can do eight hundred damage or if you can kill 800 enemies, you get a fancy Chigi skin. Like, you can just be an absolute uh, psycho no, no, and do this. Don't give them ideas. Hey, right? No. Right? Right? <laughs> Tell me that people wouldn't gobble that up. Honestly. Thousand beast kills incoming. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, uh... To get the cookie the cookie monster skin. <laughs> Blaming you, Molo. Blaming you, Molo. This happens. <laughs> Honestly, I really like that idea, mainly because it reminds me of something I absolutely loved about Constructed. And this was one of my favorite things about, like, when I was first getting into Hearthstone. That long-term grind of going for a golden portrait and the golden hero power from 500 wins, uh, it was just, like, when you hit that, it takes forever. It is not, by any stretch of the imagination, a short-term goal. But when mm -hmm. you eventually hit that, the the kind of satisfaction and the reward that you kind of just get a, a flex with this awesome thing that doesn't cost you any money, and people can't buy their way to that. That is earned. So I would really love if we could eventually get a system in Mercenaries where either you get a skin for doing that, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a special one or anything like that, even just giving players something like that to, like, I'm a big proponent of we need at least some other way to get skins other than packs because I have been through about 60 or 70 packs since the patch. Uh, I got some with the bundle, I had some stored up, I did some farming for some. I have not gotten one rare Yulon skin. Um, <laughs> and I got four for the ox or the bull or whatever, uh, but wow. I, it's just incredibly Those frustrating <laughs> because like the odds of you're guaranteed a rare portrait essentially because uh, I always get that 50 rare coins, but I'm only getting it for stuff I already have all the portraits for. I've never had a problem getting a rare portrait, at least one. Um, that's never happened to me before in a release, and I think it's because the pool keeps getting bigger, so the odds of what I'm looking for keep going down over time, especially for rares and epics where we're getting, what, two of them a set now? That's go that pool is expanding much, much quicker than the legendary pool. And, uh, See, I don't know about that. Like, you know how I was talking to you about this, mm -hmm. um, and maybe we can get some comments uh, in the in the video below, of uh, and like sharing your your own experiences. Because uh, when I used to open packs, and this was before, because um, now they have the the portrait icon when you mm -hmm. roll a portrait, right? Previously, it'd be like a gold card, right? Yeah, just your standard um, mercenaries, your, like your, 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 your yeah. card, and it will glow uh, gold. That's when you knew you, you rolled a legendary portrait. Mm -hmm. um, back then, I would like it would be very easy for me to open one of those, well, not open, but like have one of those appear. Um, and whenever I saw that, 
I would most likely get uh, either a diamond or a, a gold portrait. This was in like November, just before Valera, I think. Um, and uh, what I'm trying to say is like, I reckon they've changed something because I don't see many portraits anymore. Like I, I, the reason why I have so many diamonds, I have like all the diamonds except for Longshin is because I had all the gold ones. Mm -hmm. So basically whenever I rolled that legendary, it meant I was getting a diamond. And that's why I was buying packs. But now something's changed. Like I've opened, look, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I've spent about dollars plus since um, Belinda came out. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of money. Like yeah. it's it, just For over sure. a and month. So how many, and how many diamonds in that more or less? Zero. That's and insane. Wow. To be quite honest, I've spent about like I'm just saying that that that's that's telling you something. I'm looking for one diamond. I got <laughs> yeah. one from from Belinda, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, from sorry, not from Belinda. The I bundle, the right? The one from the mm -hmm. bundle. Yeah, yeah. But I've bought a lot of packs, and so that kind of tells you like I don't think that's just variants. They've yeah. done something, um, and I've asked for i've asked someone in blizzard to verify this so i've messaged them privately still waiting for their response <laughs> good luck <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean i have some that, anecdotal experience it definitely felt like certain times there were like weird odds as if some number behind the scenes did get tweaked i remember like when that one day at when wizard beast literally you like you open like three diamonds yeah. in like a in in like that 10 was packs crazy, bro. Yeah. but then like yeah. so many people kept coming into my chat that day and being like I just bought that. It was like it was the uh, it was the the Valera bundle. It was like the fifteen dollar yeah. Valera bundle or something like that. For some reason, again, completely could just be purely anecdotal. But that day, I had never seen more people claim to open diamonds than any other day that this game has been legal. So I there could totally be something kind of mm. behind the scenes to you there, Dallas. Um, I think I, I think like if it's a like if they're bundles, there's a strong chance. But there's something going on with the packs specifically. Like if you're opening bundles. It's pretty easy to get the the diamonds, I think. Like your, your well, the guaranteed legendary, high. right? Yeah, definitely yeah, helps. Yeah. And they've actually done something with a lot of the bundles now. Before they were offering like portraits, um, like say if you had the base, uh, and you would get mm -hmm. a portrait instead. Now they've changed a lot of the wording on them um, mm -hmm. to say you're only going to get a hundred coins. So um, I thought that was interesting. They warn you now too if you uh, yeah. if yeah, you already yeah. have it, which they did not do before, which is good that you know they warn you. And one thing I thought was really strange with uh, the bundles is we got the new bundle this time, right? It was different. Before we would get, I think they were the same for Valera, Edwin, Belinda. It was fifteen bucks. You got the new legendary mercenary. I think you got a hundred coins for them, and you got five packs, and that was pretty consistent. But for this release, they did not do that. Um, we got something different. So we got like, a, what do they call it? Like the Omega bundle or something silly. Uh, and it was two portraits, <laughs> right? For Long Jin, um, 200 coins. And I think they doubled the pack, so like 10. So it's like they doubled the value, right? But the weird thing that I really did not like about this is, and I, I'm someone who's a big fan of the cosmetics in this game. If you don't already have Long Jin, one of your portraits just gets, it's just the regular. And then you get one portrait out of it. 
So it kind of, if you care about skins or if you care about trying to get that diamond, you're kind of incentivized to open him from a pack first because that makes the the value better in terms of you're not, because you're, if you like the skins, you're not going to use the default, right? Like it just, it feels kind of wasteful to me. Um, so it's like, I want the full value for that. I want to get both skins, give myself that better chance at getting the diamond, but that means I have to open him in packs first if I want those better odds. And I just really didn't like that. I don't mind that that's an option. I don't like that it replaced the $15 option. I think, like, I was actually going to recommend, um, like, people, if you're going to spend money in mercenaries, that $15, like, bundle thing, when the thing comes out, that's probably some of the best money you can spend in mercs if you want to keep your collection updated. But, like, it's not here. So I can't really recommend it. Yeah, this one definitely seemed a little bit more like limit testy in terms of like for the people, like you said, like for some of us that are just like hardcore, like portrait farming. I mean, two legendary portraits essentially was an unprecedented offer. Like it really seems as if they went. I mean, it seems like this whole event, right, was purely aimed at the established player. Like it was the event. You couldn't do it unless you had these certain mercs, the bundle. It's even better when you've already kind of ripped a bunch of packs into it or have launched in or really care about getting a full collection. Like the actual, you can just slam all 10 of the tasks right away. Like, I don't know. It definitely seemed like a lot of things about this were geared towards that entrenched player. Yeah, I've, I'm thinking that this uh, Omega bundle for the Longshin is hopefully just related to the event. I don't think like the next oh. match Mercs is going to yeah, be that's true. another 30. I think yeah, they're probably. just doing this. I hope Because they also had um, the Year <laughs> of the Tiger bundle and stuff. So they had a lot more bundles come out at the same time. I think it's just because of the Chinese New Year event. That could be. So I, I think, think they just... That. Yeah, so that's yeah, why I'm thinking just to put it in for this to kind of boost yeah, it up. Yeah, I think so too. What's interesting is they didn't release like another legendary bundle for this week. Like usually they have... They have yeah, you're right. They have Mm. So, like, if you think about it, it kind of averages out, like, to $20. Well, for me, it was $40 for the long shin bundle. So, it was, like, $20.20 for that week and then this week. Yeah, I can see um, that. Is the, is the fancy long shin bundle even up right now? I, like, I just wanted, I was curious to see what was in my shop right now. Pretty sure and it's this gone. is the smallest I've ever seen it. I have the OG welcome bundle that I still haven't bought. Hashtag free play. <laughs> and really? then my Chigi Coins mega stack. Kings, my beasts. And then that's it. It's just the packs. I literally don't even have any bundles basically available to me right now. I don't know if you guys also have yours up still, but yeah, I didn't have anything change in my shop this week. Oh, really? It's all the same. I yeah. I have uh, what's it? I so my shop when I first opened it was like yours, Malhu. Like I had the Chigi and I had the Beast and then nothing. But that was when I looked on like mobile. When I opened it on PC, I have that. You know how they. Pretty much almost every week there's one of those like i don't know it's like 30 bucks 20 packs and uh uh a specific mercenary legendary or something mm. so i think this week's mm. like malfurion or something but i still have hey, that one yeah i think we want to you might want to check your audio because it's coming across crackly oh that's weird um, i just wouldn't want it to record thing. like the whole thing and you know your voice that is all might just be a, a connection thing um, i think but... it's just the internet thing yeah, sometimes my internet can be a little uh yeah, sometimes late at night here the internet gets a little little wonky. So, but uh thank you for the heads up. I'll I'll definitely okay. double check that. 
Because, yeah, that's one of those things you don't want to be uh, finding out by the time you finish recording. Yeah, it'd be hard for people to listen to on YouTube if it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah. Like, like, if you're saying it's all good, then all right. Yeah, good looking out, though, man. I appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, so I have the mouth bundle thing in my store. But, yeah, they didn't do, like Dallas said, The normally, usually after that first week, they do a, uh, like, a, a random legendary merc with some packs or something as a bundle. And those are generally, like, if you do want to spend money on the game, those are the way to do it. Like, I refuse to ever buy packs again outside of a bundle. Um, it's oh, just, yeah. like, I remember, and this happened to me at launch, so this was, like, I don't know, like a week, two weeks after launch or something. I I bought the, uh, what was it, one of the, I think I bought, like, a 60-pack bundle thing, like $70, I don't know, something like that. The and, Lich King ones or something? No, it was, it was just like, a pack like thing. Good old days. There was no, uh, no <laughs> bundle with it, and this was also before they implemented that change where if you buy... Uh, a bundle with the legendary you get a skin before you just get 100 coins if you had all the legendaries it was awful um yeah but i wanted a legendary skin i still had not gotten one yet and i did not do any of the pre-orders none of that stuff because i was not really sold on mercenaries pre-release quite the opposite actually um and so i was just like all right screw it you know 60 packs i've got to get you know at least something decent in here right and I opened those 60 packs. I did not get one legendary skin. Not a one. A lot of useless coins, oh. too. And that was the moment I was like, okay, yeah, the odds in this game are awful. The duplicate protection, or I suppose lack of it, is a joke. And I am never going to buy individual packs again, unless it's with gold. <laughs> like, and I'm missing a mercenary. Like, I just... I, I can't... You, like, I just... I had never felt so bad spending money on Hearthstone as I did in that experience. And it really just like, I've talked with the, uh, with a few different people about it, but in your character collecting and progressing game, if you're making the primary way for people to spend money, have a bad experience, like major feel bads, like there's something not right there. Like, I think I read for, you know, average human psychology, it takes, I think, five good experiences to outweigh one really negative one. And let me tell you, that experience was a really negative one. <laughs> so it, it's you just like... TG event number one. <laughs> four more to go. <laughs> it was It was just, I don't know. I, I just really, as someone who likes the cosmetics um, a lot, I think they do a great job with like their presentation and the the artwork and all that stuff behind it. I just wish they were more accessible in a way that didn't feel like really really awful gambling <laughs> cuz that's really what it feels like. Like especially with that I can't get over that rare skin thing, man. Like I I am so like salty about that. Like I I didn't even want a skin for the the stupid ox. But I, instead, I get four for it, and I literally zero. And it's a rare. It's I mean, at least with the epics, I understand those are weighted a little bit higher. I have never had trouble getting one rare skin for a character. Somewhere between sixty and seventy packs between uh, now and I don't know when the new mercs dropped because I waited and saved some up, and still not one. And I just like I've just stopped. Like I'm I'm just saving 
my the packs I earn from the tasks and gold for the next drop because I just I get so much crap out of it. And then and then when you see that conversion of a a seventy five coins for an epic you already have when you're still missing skins for epics, it just feels incredibly bad. It makes me want to close the game. Like, yeah. So kind of like speaking on that, like between uh, your point and Dallas before, how he was talking about with like variants and everything in packs. Um, so yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I bought uh, 50 packs of just gold. So mm-hmm. 5,000 gold into it. And within those two weeks of opening, I opened three diamonds and I got like all of the Rathion Epic skins. So I've had like kind of the opposite where I've been having really good luck. Um, I don't think I've ever gotten 100 coins for a legendary. For opening it because i don't have any of the legendaries with all of their portraits mm-hmm. so i think it's you know it, it depends on the person's collection like as dallas i think you have like almost all of the legendary portraits overall right i think he's missed like uh, a pretty four or five he has a lot of them i have most of them yeah yeah so kind of like going on that point you know every legendary they're gonna release because it's one pool in the packs you know if it's you get a random, okay, here it's going to be a legendary, and then once it is a legendary, then it picks a random one in your collection. It could just randomly be picking one that you have all the portraits for, and then there's 100 coins. Like, where I don't have any, mm. it's kind of like I what you were saying, saying in the beginning. Yeah. Is it just going to get worse and worse? Time. Yeah, so it's going to get worse and worse for like someone like you who's been collecting them so fast with all the portraits. Mm-hmm. Whereas with me, I haven't been getting all the portraits too fast. I haven't been opening a crazy amount of packs, but I've still opened, I think probably like three to 400 now. Um, a lot of mm-hmm. it with gold. And I've been getting decent skins of portraits for epics and legendaries with diamonds. Like I think in the last now three weeks, I've opened five diamond, or sorry, three diamond skins and two legendary skins for the portraits. So I've had pretty good luck, oh, but I don't have any of them I don't have a single legendary that has all of their portraits. So I think when it comes to that, you know, every time I have a legendary pop up now, I'm getting a portrait guaranteed. Whereas you, you know, you do it and you have a very high chance of getting a hundred coins. Because if you only have one or two legendaries that don't have any portraits, you know, I don't I don't know the exact amount of legendaries in the game, but I'm guessing there's probably like twenty ish. Yeah, I think it's about there. All three mm-hmm. rolls. So, you know, if you're rolling and it's one out of 20 or you know one tenth of a chance the odds of getting i think are very low right now and they only get worse I mean, to me that just, i was gonna say to me that just screams like all right what's the best way to fix that you go to what zombies was talking about before and you introduce a way for people to essentially be able to select a skin right like you grind some kind of reward imagine people would love the opportunity to do a quest chain or whatever and just pick you don't get any so like you don't get to pick a diamond skin so those are still really fancy but you can pick any like rare skin there's a quest chain for that or you then you can unlock the pick any one epic skin and if you don't have the merc like you can get the merc like that's fine like if you've never played valira you can pick a sick valira skin cool that's an insanely cool awesome tangible reward that people would grind the shit out for and Mm -hmm. That sounds like a great way to fit, especially if they don't want to start mixing with any like the pack value, though they kind of assume, I don't know, that seems like it'll probably change at some point too, because the numbers do seem a little wonky, but uh, yeah, let people just grind to a cosmetic. We currently can't do that basically right now, and that feels silly. Yeah, Yeah, what I would love from that is having that go into PvP. 
you know, adding it to yeah. the chest, say like the, what is it, four, 5,000 chest, if you reach that, maybe you get a rare portrait. You mm -hmm. hit the 75, then you get uh, epic. And if you hit yeah. like the 10K chest, then it's a guaranteed random legendary. Yeah, yeah, you like, yeah, don't even get to choose awesome. gives them to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that seems so yeah. free. And it gives a people a reason to play portrait every PvP. month. Mm -hmm. Like, that would More be huge. More incentive for people to go into it. Yeah. And and then you start getting some yeah. PvP-specific skins. You get gladiator skins for everybody. You can only get those by doing PvP. And yeah, I would love to have together. portraits that are limited, you know, like to people like early on like us. If they had like something that I thought would be really cool is you know how like epics and rares don't have diamond skins. Imagine if like oh, oh, during this month, if God. you hit like the 10k chest, you get the diamond skin for like Vol'jin or something, and it shows, Holy. hey, I played that month. Just like in Hearthstone Standard, how you have the card back for that month, mm -hmm. you could be like, this is I played back in season one, and it would be such a big incentive. I feel like for people that would actually be the nuttiest reward yeah, ever. Sweet. If you could suddenly get diamond skins for entire rarities that didn't have diamond skins, Whew. oh man, oh man, I like that idea. That's a good one. That's I, a good idea. I think uh, I'll probably do that. <laughs> the uh, yeah, good idea, man. Uh, the big thing for me. I'll sell it to you later. It's yeah. like yeah, right. <laughs> is uh player choice I think is a big one. Like mm -hmm. I really like, like a... choosing your skin because it's like a great example of this. I was talking about trying to get my first legendary skin. Well, my first legendary skin that I got was for Illidan, actually. It was kind of one of the lame ones. It's before he's like all demonized, uh so it wasn't that great. But when I got it, Illidan had not been buffed yet. So he was pretty much unplayable. And there are definitely more than a handful of legendaries out there in that boat. Looking at you, Jaraxxus and Uther. Um, and <laughs> like it, it turns what should be a exciting and positive moment into a negative when it's like, man, I got this skin for a character I don't play or I got this skin for a character that is not usable in PvP. And I wish I could have got something that, you know, for the character that I like. Like, I'm a big Illidan fan, so I wish I could have got that that really neat, uh, the one of the fancier skins or, like, a Valera skin since she's so popular and useful in PvP. Like, I think uh, there just needs to be, like, yeah, you like should... Kinda like how the rewards track is now. Yeah. Where, like, you get, like, the 200 levels, you pick a skin from any of the classes. Exactly. Or, like, like, you get the final there... rewards track, you pick a skin from... There should be some way, like, it doesn't even need to be, like, the predominant way to get skins, but there just should be some way where you can choose. Right now, the only option you have for that is if you want to buy one of those limited-time bundles where it shows you the specific character. That's kind of the closest thing we have right now. And, like, I don't know about you guys, but th that bundle's kind of steep to me. Like, I think it's, like, 30 bucks or something, and... It's not like terrible pack value or portrait value. It's just mm -hmm. like I already put enough money into the game upon new releases, just buying the bundle or whatever. And if that's going to be happening on like a monthly basis, I just don't really feel like I can justify spending more than that or I don't really want to spend more than that. I'd rather put my money elsewhere. <laughs> so it's I, I think just adding a bit of player choice in some way for cosmetics would really make the feel bads go uh like it wouldn't be as bad and i think i'm kind of a little bit in between where you are with wizard beast and where you are dallas with the skins like 
I have a lot of legendary skins, but there are also a lot of legendaries that I don't have most of the skins for. Like, I think I have a skin for at least every legendary. There are 20, by the way, I counted it. Um, and I'm looking okay. through my collection on like HS Replay, but there are a ton of uh, the legendaries where I have literally only one. Um, I'm missing. But important to note, even with me missing a fair amount of skins for uh, these legendaries, I have gotten that 100 legendary coins more than a handful of times. Um, so I think it's just the technology is there for duplicate protection. <laughs> if you're not going to put it in for like the more basic stuff like coins, the very least you can do is put it in for something that is, you know, intentionally there for people who spend more um, for the cosmetics. Like it's literally like the least you can do uh, because it just... It, it makes pack opening a terrible experience when you oh, get a hundred coins and it like can someone mm -hmm. can you explain how the the chance works right now like how how does it roll for the packs i remember there was a reddit post once that explained it really really well but i couldn't find it does so, anyone know so maybe i, the I think i get it listeners wanna... um basically from what i understand uh how mercenaries packs work are uh, you're guaranteed a mercenary in each pack, right? Um, mm -hmm. Once you get to the point of owning all the mercenaries or owning all the rares, uh, there won't always be a mercenary in every pack, I believe, because then the epics and legendaries are weighted at a little bit different rarity, right? But once you've collected all of them, um, from what I've noticed, it basically, when you open a pack it gets converted. Um, so, and this conversion is from skins, I believe. So I think you are guaranteed once you have all the mercenaries to get a rare skin uh, or a rare skin roll in every pack. Because if you have all those rares, if you have the rare skin oh, for that I character, it converts to 50 rare coins. Um, and then- so, with so let me get this straight. So. Mm -hmm. You don't have all the the mercenaries mm -hmm. so when you open the pack you're guaranteed to get a, a mercenary mm -hmm. okay and then once you have all the mercenaries that guaranteed mercenary uh slot changes mm -hmm. to a um i think it's a, a rare portrait or a portrait well i think the, the portrait rolls portrait man because that means i would get the rare portrait straight away right well, the problem is the no duplicate the protection, right? Because um, oh, okay. with the, basically, from what I've noticed doing my packs uh, this time, every time I open a pack, if it's just coins, at least one of those rare coin slots is 50 rare coins, which is the conversion right, okay. rate of so a that, rare skin. But we know there's no duplicate protection because, as I said before, I'm missing all the Yulon skins. I still get that. 50 rare mercenary coins in every pack I've opened pretty much. Um, but the, I think how it works for the higher rarities, they have, you know, a smaller chance, but I've actually gotten quite a bit of epic portrait rolls. But again, those, I think how, how it's been explained to me, the game basically rolls in the pack. If whatever, you know, whatever their odds are for the, the portrait for the epic or for the legendary, if it rolls that, it randomly selects from the pool what uh, epic you get. So like the other day, 
I opened a pack and it selected Eudora in that pool. Well, I have all four Eudora skins, so it converts it to 75 coins. And the it's just frustrating because there are a fair amount of characters I'm missing epic skins for still. And it's just like, why am I... It, this is another issue that's compounded by the fact that we don't have an excess coin fix. Maybe those 75 epic coins wouldn't feel as bad if I could do something with them. But unfortunately, we can't, and so it's really kind of like a double a double hitter with the feels bads, right? Like it it just uh, it really kind of hurts that. Okay, uh, see. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we've got, the, we've got the, the graphic here from was it? So this is from this is from uh, ridiculous, ridiculous part. Um, this was four months ago, and this is how I thought it worked as well. So let's see. You have your guaranteed slot. It rolls a rarity. Do I own every Merc of this rarity? No. Okay, then you get that Merc. Uh, you get a, a guaranteed uh, Merc from that rarity pool. Like So if you roll Legendary there, you'll get a, a Legendary that you don't have. Okay, but what if you had all the Legendaries? Okay, roll any Merc of that. Uh, did I call that right? No, okay. If you have all the, the Legendaries, then it, then it goes, do I own all of the, their portraits? No, open a portrait. That's what was happening before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if it's yes, you have all the portraits, then get some coins. Roll any Merc of that. Oh, wait, hey, roll any Merc of that. Okay, do I own all the portraits? Oh, okay, okay. Never mind. This is how it works. All right, I was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so if this is this is right, yeah. Okay, so this is how it works. This is way easier to understand. Yeah. Um, However... Yeah, that, that's how it works then. You know, if we need a flowchart to understand their pack system... They they have a much bigger problem at hand, right? Like the fact that we can't just read this cohesively and know what our odds are is problematic. Um, yeah, I just real quick just tested out, logged in, and just bought ten packs of gold. And just um, out of luck, I just got three epic portraits and two rares out of ten packs. Are you kidding me? We're not Several. even joking. <laughs> I also so, actually, yeah. as a meme, bought two packs and got one epic skin. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to make me go open a pack, aren't you now? Okay. <laughs> Dude, everyone go and open a pack. Dear Was listener, it? go and open a pack. See what happens. 100 gold. It's a daily you, had... you got three epic portraits? Three epics. Yeah, three epics and two rares, two Yuan rares. Oh, and then I got, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got two, two Yuan, I got two Yuan rare portraits, two oh, variants and Antonitis, who I didn't have anything for. So it's it's oh, so good. It's a hundred percent variants screwing me, and I know that. Like mm-hmm. I just, I literally yeah. can't roll the Yulon portraits to save my life, and I'm just, it, it it's just so frustrating. <laughs> like, cause I have, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I have every other rare portrait in the game i can check this with uh the hs replay thing which if you don't know highly recommend uh the hs replay collection manager thing you do not need a subscription for it all you need is the uh the hearthstone deck tracker and it'll sync up your collection and it is great if you want just i just find it to be much more cohesive at viewing my collection than viewing it in the client especially if you're looking at portraits so i'm like quickly scrolling through all my portraits here and you can sort by rarity too so i can look just by rares and I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah, um, literally, I have every rare portrait in the game except any for Yulon, <laughs> and it just won't roll any. Like I just, I cannot seem to get the Yulon rolls. Um, and I think it's just variants. Like uh, we talked a little bit before. Um, 
Like, I remember, I think it was last release with Localar and all them. I thought they changed something. Like, I had so much better luck opening my packs last time in terms of getting coins for the new guys and all that. I swear I thought they had changed something. And then I did it this time. And I got 50 coins for the legendary. I got zero coins for either rare. And I got like 50-ish for the epic, one of the epics. And I was just like, okay, that was variance last time because I got absolutely hosed. Um, <laughs> it's just, there, there needs to be some, like, because the way it is right now, um, let's see, how many epics? How many rares are there in the game? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 25 rares. There are twenty-five rares in the game right now. So every time, it sounds like twenty legendaries. Yeah, that's wow. it's it's actually a weirder distribution than I thought. To be honest, it's super weird. Um, at least that's what it's saying on here. But so. Oh. 25 rares so basically the odds of me getting a portrait right that i want for this yulon are one out of 25 however that means you know i could open it you know in 25 packs i could get one or i could go 50 packs and get none because that opening more packs does not increase my chances of getting the right one right and i think that's the the big problem i have with it like i could literally in theory spend an infinite amount of money and if i'm just never lucky i just won't get it like there's no guarantee there's no there's no nothing and because it's a rare you won't even get like at least with the like they had that Zhuen bundle or sometimes they have the random skin bundle for like an epic or something those don't exist for rares they don't that's not a thing that exists in the store so if you don't get it from a pack there's no way to get a rare skin <laughs> like and uh that bugs me as someone who just wanted to collect like a skin for every character. I don't need them all. I don't need all the diamonds, whatever. But like, I just wanted to, and I had that goal complete last, uh, last mm -hmm. set. I finally got Rogers and I, I, I got Uther and that was my last legendary. And I was like, boom, all right, goal complete. And I did not expect, you know, one set later, the one I'd be struggling to get is a goddamn rare. Like it just, it's incredibly frustrating to me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, what it seems like, at least because I just looked at uh, my collection Hearthstone Replay, there's like five rares that I actually don't have skins for. Mm -hmm. So I think it works in your favor when you have more mercenaries that don't have all the skins. Because oh, definitely. Then you have a higher chance at rolling. So if I have like a bunch of them, I only have one left on the rares. Mm -hmm. So it gives me, you know, that's five chances of getting a guaranteed rare portrait then versus, you know, one mercenary with you're missing three, like you're mm -hmm. saying for you on. I have one chance. Then, yep. Yeah, you have 25. one chance. And and that's, you have to do that three times. Yeah. So I just want one. <laughs> just one. Yeah. It's just I'm not like... going to lie. All this talk makes me want to play. A, f a new account on another on another server just to be able to open packs and have every pack be the nut again <laughs> yeah i just started that recently on the asia server trying uh, that out full free to play i'm trying to yeah because you're trying to get to what 7500 yeah i've only the chest you were saying yeah i haven't played on it too much but i'm gonna start working on that more this week how did like even just the very beginning start to feel 
did it seem like it was just ludicrously daunting? Was it like, oh, I'm just going to turbo through this because I know everything? Um, I actually, I'm trying to take it from the point of view of someone who's coming in brand new. So I'm not trying to do like any of those, like, you know, mm-hmm. I know all of the tricks. I'm going to do yeah. this and speed run through it. I'm just taking it like as a brand new player. Um, did a couple of just the starting quest um, to just get some gold so I can buy the training grounds right away, which as a new player feels uh, so much better having mm-hmm. the training grounds. That's the tech, huh? I can see uh, that. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's nice just going for that um, right away. But packs, you know, it feels every pack I'm opening, it feels good. I'm getting something that is useful. So as a new player kind of coming in, it doesn't actually feel as bad as I thought it would be. Like, it's feeling so far pretty good. Um, I haven't done too much PvP. I think I only did a couple games, just getting, like, the first couple hundred, which is mainly just bots right now. But overall, mm-hmm. it's it hasn't felt that bad. And it's like a, I'm not hard grinding. I'm just going to every now and then put a you know a couple hours into it, just see how it feels overall. Yeah, which is, again, like, probably the new player experience, right? Is, like, they're yeah. not just going to sit there and play for 12 hours. They're going to play it like a normal human being, like, an hour every day or something. Yeah, you definitely have to uh, keep us posted on how that goes because I think it's a a really interesting way to kind of go about it. I think uh, the the big thing about this, and we can use this as a little bit of a segue here, is uh, the I like the term trickle down, and I think a lot of the problems in mercenaries, the people who are most impacted are the most dedicated players. But I think kind of a misconception that a lot of people don't fully realize is these problems will trickle down to everybody else. They're just not seeing it quite as immediately as we are. But they're still going to have these same problems in the long term, assuming these things aren't changed in another four or five months, which that's been how long the game has been out and still not even a a change in sight, right? So I think that's kind of like a big thing to me. And I was thinking we could use this as a segue to talk a little bit about the ladder change, as that is another issue that I think on the surface, the uh, the fix they did looks really nice, but it's far from perfect. And there are still some pretty big issues with it that will eventually trickle down to the larger portion of the player base. So for those who don't know, um, ladder used to be capped. So if you played PvP and Mercenaries, if you got up to 14,000 external rating, that little number you see when you're queuing up games, you could not go any higher. That was it. Even if you were on 14,000 and you won some games, it did not move your position in the leaderboard. However, if you lost games, it would knock you back down. So we've been dealing with that since December, um, better part of three months. And obviously it was an issue that was frustrating a lot of top players because while the intention was good of making it a little bit easier to hit that 12k chest, it almost entirely removed competition at the top of ladder because you couldn't really realistically compete for that number one spot anymore. Um, Everyone was just kind of tied. And I know a fair amount of you know people who are very passionate about mercenaries and the competitive pvp aspects of it who just after seeing for a long time that this wasn't something that was being remedied they just stopped playing entirely um and obviously this is an issue that on the surface really only affects the uh the top percent of the player base right 
like the majority of people playing pvp in this game might not ever see past 10k right like i think that'd be a pretty safe guess to make let alone 12k or higher but it's it's still important like to have that stuff there for the people who want to compete because that really drives a lot of the people who care about the pvp in this game like uh, we've seen it with, you know, the different community events we've done, other members of the community have done. There's definitely desire for more competitive stuff in this mode. And when the default competitive option in game, the ladder system doesn't really fulfill that at all. It just, it feels pretty bad for those players. Yeah, what I was going to say on this, um, which I'm, I am happy that they finally raised the cap because that was exactly what I asked for last podcast. I was like, just mm -hmm. in enter a new number that's larger. Yeah. You know, do that, get it done. It's going to take some time for this, for them to figure it out. So I'm so glad that at least there's no more ties now for, you know, 170 something tie for first by the end of the month. So overall, I feel like that is a really good change just to have in the meantime. You know, it's not perfect. It needs a lot of work. But just to have it where people can say, you know what, I am number one now at the end of the month, or I am number 60, or I'm number five for sure, and have that exact number, I feel like at least makes it feel so much better to the people who that, are on the uh, leaderboard. Yeah, have, no, I, I do agree. Like, it's good that they um, removed the cap and then people can compete a bit more. But having said that, uh, I, I don't. There are still problems with the the current um, MMR ladder mm -hmm. uh, system that's in place. I For mean, sure. I'll I'll give you one really good example. Everybody here knows Sensor, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Would you agree that he is uh, one of the top players in this game? Easily. Easily. <laughs> okay. Easily. Yes, he's a great. Overall, he's a really good player. He can actually play the game. Yeah, you know, he plays at a really, really high level. He's a great deck builder as well. He's a nice guy too. But um, he has a problem right now. I mean, he has there's a number of problems. But uh, regards to her, uh, Hearthstone, and uh, um, he can't queue into people. His queue times are like over ten minutes on average, and then he has the the issue where did I disconnect or not? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> he can't so climb. Like, uh... Yeah, yeah, you don't know. Um, and that that is his experience right now. And it's not just him. There's multiple players as well. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the, there's two issues there. Like, um, the fact that it takes a long time for uh, high internal MMR players to queue, because we, it takes longer for us to queue basically. Um, and then we can't climb as high enough, uh, as fast. Sorry. And then on top of that, it's like the the rating gain, you know, mm -hmm. that, that we get. Um, I mean, there's still that issue with the rating gain and loss where you can still climb um, even if you have a sub 50% uh, win rate. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. then we, had, we have people that are at the top of the ladder that, I mean, they've put in the work, you know, they've put in the time um, to, to climb there, but... I wouldn't say that they're the number one player or anything like that. I'm not saying that the number one player isn't, doesn't deserve his current rank. I haven't looked at who it is really. But what I'm saying is there's, there's people at the top that shouldn't be at the top, and that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Um, 
in, in addition to that, and this is my last point, the, there have been bots. There's a number of bots that are playing on ladder right now that are, um, well, they're basically just cheating and they're abusing the current system by using these bots. Um, and they're able to climb to astronomical levels. Like on China, two people reached the, the actual cap, which is around 102K, mm -hmm. 102,000. Rated, yeah it's you know. crazy and, <laughs> and I, it's happening on eu it's happening on america mm -hmm. america's as well and that that needs to be fixed and i'd like i'd like for them to say something about that or do something yeah that's that's my two cents <laughs> yeah they uh i i think we do know that the the two people most like uh what's the term uh blatantly abusing that uh i think on china did get banned like one guy hit 103k which is the new cap um which oh, again yeah, yep. not humanly possible to to hit that especially if your yeah. internal mmr is any decent rating. i mean even if it's low i don't think it's possible to do that in a month um but so I think they did ban the two people who did that it would not surprise me if there are way more people abusing this um, I don't know if they've taken any action against people doing it on other servers because I know China's server is kind of, I'm pretty sure Hearthstone That's in general over there is monitored differently. I think China's, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's managed by some an another entity. It's not just it's Blizzard, not yeah, because they have to work through another Activision. company yeah. uh, to work it's, in China. Yeah, it's I that believe. other company that's managing that. So I, I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know if uh, Blizzard Activision has done anything about the like Americas, Europe, and uh what's the asian server called uh oh uh asia pacific apac yeah um apac okay yeah mm -hmm. i don't know if they're doing the same thing uh, on our ladders and uh speaking to uh sure. as someone who is uh i don't know like i consider myself a part of the wild community wild mm -hmm. had a cheating problem uh very recently and it was a pretty big one. Oh, really yeah so uh recently oh yeah like uh just that that patch that finally nerfed Sorcerer's Apprentice was uh, the one that kind of got rid of the cheating deck for now. Oh, but, uh, is that why they did that? I was wondering why they did this all of a sudden. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that was a big reason behind it. Um, it got really bad. Like, So basically, for anyone who doesn't know, there was... And I've heard, actually, at the beginning of Mercenaries, someone was using the same cheat in Mercenaries, and I think got banned. But only they were using it in PvE, not PvP. Um, but basically what it does is uh, it's like a client side cheat that speeds up the animations or like reduce, like gets rid of a lot of the time and animations. So you have like, oh. it's like things are at super speed. It's like you can take a turn that's four times longer than the normal turn would be allowed in Hearthstone. And that was allowing people to uh, play this deck APM mage where you basically draw your whole deck and keep... Uh, spamming ignites that get bigger and bigger and just kill your opponent in one turn and the the problem oh, with wow. it was you literally like the majority of the time with that deck you could not do that in the amount of time a single parstone turn right. allows but with this hack you were able to and it became a pretty big problem like literally people were cheating to the top of the leaderboards across multiple servers and uh Merc Wild is kind of like mercenaries in that 
the people who are playing for these top ranks, we they aren't playing for anything other than kind of self-accomplishment and bragging rights, right? Like, it's not like standard where you get invited to a, a, a mythic tour or whatever, master store, whatever you're calling it. Um, but there's no point, right? Like, it's it's just for fun and for your own kind of sense of competitiveness, seeing how you can stack up. And unfortunately like there and there it was it, this was very well documented like a few big name wild people put out stuff about it like it was very well documented in fact someone was so blatant they actually streamed themselves w uh with the using the cheats um that was one of the few people i think that actually got banned but the wait is that that guy who was it it was uh i don't know their name i think it was someone um from either it was i don't remember their exact name if i saw it on the leaderboard i'd probably know it but they this issue was raised uh, the whole reason i'm bringing this up is because the issue was raised to blizzard and basically the response was we don't like to talk about cheating stuff because that perpetuates the knowledge of it and then more people end up cheating and yada 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 and but the the problem was they've really did, like they could obviously detect that this was happening right like this is something you can measure is happening because someone used these same cheats to try and speed up their mercenaries pvp experience i read a thing about it uh, because you know obviously animations and mercenaries those take time so if you can cut out all your animations you can farm faster well they were able to pick up on that because the person who did that got banned <laughs> Um, and this was very early on. This was in oh, like really? the, the first month of mercenaries. I read a post about this. Yeah. Um, and so it's, they have ways of seeing that this is happening, but like, I'm pretty sure the majority of people using these cheats never got banned. They just, the cheating deck went away because they nerfed the, uh, the card that was enabling it. And I just, I really don't like how they, from that experience, it left kind of a sour taste in my mouth about how they handle cheats. Like, uh, another new card game that came out recently was that Yu-Gi-Oh game. That game has had like one or two instances of cheating uh, where people were like injecting stuff into the client to do silly things like make their deck really small so you could just draw Exodia and win or make your opponent auto concede. Silly stuff like that. <laughs> Both those issues were acknowledged and fixed in less than a week. And I guarantee you Konami is putting way, way less money and resources into that than Blizzard is putting into Hearthstone. So I, I really think they they should be taking a more aggressive stance against cheaters, but I don't really expect it to happen. Yeah, I I kind of wish that Hearthstone had a report system in-game. Yeah. Because kind of going to one of uh, Blizzard's other games, Overwatch, they have a really good support um, for reporting and everything in that game. And it's cool because if you report someone, say, for cheating in that game, and next time you log in, It'll, you might get a message saying, hey, we've acted against this person. They got banned. They got time suspension or something. So it also you know, lets you know, hey, my report's actually working. So because you can't... Yeah, so it's nice to also kind of enforce enforce people to want to report things happening instead of just being like, okay, it happened. It sucks. I'm just going to let it go. Nothing happens. So something as simple as just adding a system like that would, I feel like, be more of a deterrent for people but then also get rid of the people who are currently doing it by having more people, you know, help point this out. And then if Blizzard's seeing a lot more reports of like, hey, this one person has like 30 reports in like a couple of days, you know, mm -hmm. I think they might be more intrigued to kind of like 
hit the ban button or something, you know? Yeah, I think so Dexec pointed out that there is a report feature just in the Battle.net part. Like, it's not in-game, yeah. in but, like, if you have Battle.net still open, you can do it. Obviously, just, like, literally a single step separated, which I think is what you're basically saying, right? Is like, yeah. if I if anyone even has to breathe in the wrong direction, like, they're just not going to report. They just forget, and they just go next, right? Um, so I definitely think you're right, but that there is technically some way to report. Um, is it? I believe there, because I remember some people asking about that on Twitter, and Nick, uh, yeah, DexTech was like, yeah, it's actually in here, but it's just, yeah, it's outside of the client, right? It's like in part of the client, it's just in the Battle.net part. Um, but no one even knows about it, let alone uses it, let alone remembers, like, so at the end Maybe of the day, it doesn't matter. Maybe people aware of, yeah. of that. I don't know what yeah. it is. You can't even use it for mercenaries, though, because we don't have their tag numbers. There's no way to see True. them. At no. least in standard, oh, right. you can add, you can try and add somebody after stuff. it'll show their tag. You can't do that in mercenaries currently. So I mean, I want that anyway. I would like to be able to add people to my friends list. Like sometimes I have a great game and I want to be like, hey, good game, cool comp. Oh yeah, like, um, definitely. And whatnot. We don't even have that option. It's just another one of those weird things where it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why we're going back to the the hearthstone stone age here of nine deck slots not being able to add people after a game like it feels like we're starting from square one and that was kind of acceptable back in 2014 but after especially you know for people who've been with the game a long time and have seen all these things improve i think it really makes things feel worse when you're going back to a system that we already know the improvements exist and they've been figured out. They're just not here in this mode for some reason. Um, but yeah, I think uh, an in-game report system would go a long way. The, the The big thing that gets me about the ladder system is, I mean, you did a really good job of explaining it, Dallas. Um, and Fr Frankie posted uh, a thing outlining it on his Twitter a little bit ago where it's like, like I consider personally easily two of the absolute best players i know are sensor and frankie like when i see them play it's like they're they're playing like 4d chess like they they see lines and think of stuff that doesn't even cross my mind and there's a reason they're two of the best players like in my opinion um but it's just like one thing especially as someone who produces content and tries to get a lot of games in for that I feel almost actively discouraged from really trying to improve my play because one, obviously it's not going to really help me get higher on the leaderboard because my internal MMR is where it is. And it's at a point where the queue times are long and it makes it harder to climb. But the, the kind of bigger thing is if I actually do work to improve myself and get better, I get punished with longer queue times. And that is like, I mean, the queue times are already too long for me. Like, if it goes past five minutes, I just, I don't know that's really sustainable for me. Like, it's just so much of the time I put into recording is spent doing nothing. And I really, like, I'm fortunate because I have a decent amount of time to record. But if I didn't, like, the content just wouldn't be coming because I can't spend all that time in queues. And if it was, if I had to deal with sensors queue times, I would 100% quit this game. I could not do 10 minute cues. I, I just couldn't do it like <laughs> that. Like imagine you do that and then you queue into someone and then they insta concede like like you or it's just like a, an unwinnable matchup or something like that. And you rematch them three times or something. And, he, like, and literally he's told me about that happening. And I guess one thing that improved a little bit is now a lot of the time if 
they've somehow sped up the rematches a little, so the requeuing isn't as bad specifically for rematching someone. But like, you get a lot of these instant concedes, and it's just like, it's just beyond frustrating. It's like the game just isn't letting you play, and it's really punishing a lot of the best players. And I think that's just a really uh, fundamentally flawed system. Like, it's just it it actively encourages me from wanting to get better at the game because. I don't really feel rewarded for it and I feel punished <laughs> and I just that that blows my mind that that's something like I even have to think about but from hearing their experience like especially sensors because I think he has the longest queue time out of anybody I know like consistently he showed me pictures nine to ten minute queues and it's just and he's not even playing at like really off hours a lot of the time like they should be populated hours but it's just his internal is so high that it's the matchmaking is so very strict on who you can run into. And we still don't know what exactly calculates it, right? We have some suspicions about different things, but it's definitely an issue. I would uh, like that's the aside. Think, um, yeah. Sorry. To, no, you keep no, going. Sorry. No, go ahead. It's all uh, good. Okay. Thanks, man. Um, uh you were saying about the matchmaking right and his internal was really high and mm -hmm. i just thought of something like i understand why they have this um matchmaking system because the idea is that they want uh they don't want people to get smashed into the ground all the For time sure. and uh, then they quit and then they're not gonna play the game and buy packs and spend money blah blah blah, blah. okay that's cool um i think that can work for like people outside the top 200 maybe and maybe what they should do is people in maybe just the top 100 or top 50 at least don't have that system and you know um because what's happening is yeah um like sensor and i mean my cues aren't too bad i get like five minute cues but i think like for the top 100 top 50 they shouldn't um have that limit on being able to match quickly with other people around their rating and then the people below that um they'll have that system maybe they should do something like that because then the people below they won't have bad experiences people above they're just competitive they'll, they'll keep on playing so I, I just thought of something i just wanted to yeah, yeah. well we were we were kind of talking about that of like what if they introduced like legend right like that because you can't mm. i don't think they'll ever be able to do it just based off of like are you on the leaderboard but if you when you break into legend then like there are no more bots it is purely based on like just external rating nothing else like i that would be fine i think is i think people would be down to that standard? um uh, no standard works. still has an internal mmr stuff that it yeah. checks but it's That's not as strict thought, so though it might be it's not nearly it's as, not strict. as strict like mercenaries is, the... is very strict um with its internal and uh, not and I think the the, external is loosey goosey, which is like yeah. weirdly the problem. Where like sensor has the issue of like can't play against anybody, but then you have people that are a couple thousand external lower. Like I, I'm at like 10k playing against 15k like all the time. Like <laughs> five thousand difference is like it's the the internal is so 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 heavily weighted right now, which I think is the TLDR of like really what we're saying is just like mm -hmm. it's not only is it leading to abuse of that system because it's so 
misweighted, but it's just leading to like all kinds of weird other things. I mean, but this is just kind of in the story of mercenaries, right? I was just like tweaking these numbers, like up and down, up and down, up and down, like tr narrower and narrower towards like what we want it to be. It's just taken, I think, a little while. But. And like another factor that I swear is a thing is uh, they calculate in some way uh, maxed versus not maxed mercs. You can kind of see it on release a few times because obviously mm -hmm. uh, when you're playing with a higher internal MMR, we queue into the same people a lot, right? Like it's not abnormal for me to queue into the, the same handful of two or three people, maybe four at max over like a two hour playing session of playing a bunch of games. Uh, but so we run into the same people. But one thing I have noticed is when a new Merc comes out, if I have them leveled up, you know, Maybe I don't have it all the way leveled up, right? Like when Localar came out, I wanted to do some PvP mm -hmm. with him before I had him ready. Well, I just maxed out, uh, what, his second item and his first skill, good to go, right? Like it's not perfect, but it worked as kind of the Valyra counter. And But what I noticed is when I was queuing, um, when I was using a team with just old mercenaries that were all maxed and done, if I swapped it to that build with a Localar in it, I would often not get the same person and I would get someone who I had never played before. So, uh, yeah. Makes I, sense. yeah, I think it's, I think the system's doing that to try and match like people who have either wailed out on the game or who have grinded a ton to get that plus one plus five. I think it tries to keep people with that together and without that together, which not a yeah. bad thing at all, but it, it's like, it just makes it, I, I think it, makes the strictness of the matchmaking even worse in some cases and i think that's another reason why our pool of people we play against is just more limited yeah how yeah. many of these problems get solved by just having like twice as big a player base too right like yeah <laughs> i think we're obviously at like a minimum of players and and like most of their games like high elo has a higher like you have to wait longer to play against good people when you're good. Like that, that does tend to be a truism mm -hmm. across most. It's true games, in Hearthstone but, too. Yeah, I wonder how much it would get changed. Yeah, like to, base Hearthstone. If you uh, if uh, you notice it more in uh, lesser populated formats like Classic and Wild, but if you get to Wild Legend on the first day, they have bad queue times. Like now to them, bad queue times is pretty much our standard queue times. Um, if you have higher MMR and mercenaries, but generally somewhere between three and five minute queues I've seen. And let me tell you, people do not enjoy that. And especially as uh, like content, I've seen multiple different content creators complain about because it it's like, well, you know, it's kind of fun to do the little race up to legend in the beginning, but it's actively making it harder for me to play more games on stream. And it's just like, uh, or just play, not even if you're streaming, just play more games in general. And I don't really like that. And another thing with this is uh, if you have a high internal MMR, you are heavily incentivized to uh, start your grind at the beginning of the month because it doesn't matter if you've climbed not at all for the month and you're at zero rating, the game still matches you based on your internal. I was, I like this month in February, I didn't start playing for about five or seven days in or something. I still was getting people in the top 50 <laughs> and I was starting at zero. Obviously I was gaining more MMR because you gain that, you know, initial 300 in the beginning, but like it shouldn't like that. That just doesn't, that shouldn't be how the MMR system works. 
it, it just feels like it's so weirdly strange and punishing um but uh i don't want to focus on the site too too much uh because we do have like one more big topic to cover and i don't want to forget about that like new mercs like i want to talk about the the meta and the new characters everyone probably wants to really hear about that so uh real quick i just want to say a point on to how before you were saying about uh when new mercs come out and in pvp and everything how it really changes up who you're um playing against Mm -hmm. i right as chigi came out unlock chigi and recently i just had that experience i'm like i just want to throw chigi into pvp as fast as possible i got Mm -hmm. the first ability up to skill three no equipment or anything threw it in with nature played people i've never seen before all of these very old comps of like Cariel, Sam, and Zyrella <laughs> and stuff, and all of these, yeah, all of these old comps, and like right a lot now? of, yeah, I think like some of these um, players were probably like around maybe six thousand or before, because I would check the leaderboards on, um, just to <laughs> see if I could find this person, and I was going all the way down to eight thousand. I'm like, so they had to be below that, and I'm at least four thousand higher than them. So oh. I, I was looking... they got locked in in a system that got changed and they're like stuck in the old matrix of whatever the old MLS system was. <laughs> yeah. like if they turboed up to 6k when there were all the bots and like stopped there, haven't played since, mm-hmm. but their internal is still that. Like yeah, cuz that's what weird. I was wondering. How much rating were you getting when you win? Um around 70. So Yeah, it's like standard right? out. Yeah. And so what I thought was weird though is I only had those 3 and um just skill one was at level three, so only two upgrades, no equipment. And then I did a bunch of tasks and got the equipment, got a bunch of upgrades, and I think I had all of the skills at three, and then instantly I went back to leaderboards again, players. Oh. So And before that was not a single Valera in any of the games, no Frost comps <laughs> at all. And then it got like five upgrades, equipment upgraded and everything, and then boom, instantly leaderboards, Frost. So it does... There is something with you have one Merc on the team that's very low, and it will verse people who are way lower than you, which makes it actually a lot easier to climb. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know how to play, which I don't think is really too fair about it. Not fair at all. <laughs> that's yeah. like exactly beating what they're trying to have not happen. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what we should do next next month. <laughs> yeah, just just don't level a mercenary and uh, easy rating yeah. farm, right? <laughs> it's just. I, I, it's just so weird. I mean, literally, if I don't know if y'all remember this, when Mercenaries came out, they literally talked about how it was the most complex matchmaking system or something they've ever made for the game. <laughs> and it's I think complex. that very much shows. But yeah, it's too complex. It's just, uh, I think it's too complex for its own good. And this is what I call the mantra of Mercenaries. Good uh, intentions, poor execution um it's like the idea was good and the intentions were good but the reality is not um and that that just seems to be a trend to me that it's like i don't doubt a lot of these ideas and things that are implemented into the game are like good intentioned and wanting to you know make players happy but it just a lot of the times how it shakes out doesn't really accomplish that in the ways a lot of the players seem to want from my experience um but it's interesting and i'm glad you mentioned that wizard beast because like i've had a similar experience with that before and it's just like like if i wanted to make my life easier i would just not level a mercenary and i would do that (laughs) and i would have probably less bad queue times as well so it's like i i just 
it's frustrating when it feels like you almost have to like game the system if you want to be efficient and i don't really like that at all <laughs> like i just yeah. just want to be able to play the game i just want to you know play against other people that are you know treating it like kind of competitively seeing the the i mean i just love the pvp so much i just want it to be the best it can be and it like the gameplay there's really not a lot of critiques i have outside of you know some things to say about Valera, but like other than that, like <laughs> I I don't really think like there's a what whole lot. Uh, all right, so here's my thing with Lokalar, and this I guess this will be our segue into the the PvP discussion, right? All so, right. um, I don't mind Lokalar personally. The I I I agree with uh what one of the uh the balance testers Charles said on uh Twitter about him. Um I know he Lokalar is a little more controversial because of his uh RNG elements, but the thing I've liked about him is he creates uh different board states in a bunch of different ways in different games, and it makes me actually have to think about my turns differently from game to game, and it doesn't feel mm -hmm. like I'm playing out like the same matchup where I know what is going to happen by just yep. seeing their starting lineup. Um, the The big thing with Lokalar is I think he is incredibly powerful, but he's kind of, his power is a symptom of Valera warping everything because without Valera here, I think Lokalar would still be a great character. I don't think he would be like half as powerful as uh, as he is right now because he just a fair assessment. is yeah, the yeah. Valyria counter. Like, uh, like at one point, I was thinking maybe, you know, I was going to do a tier list or something. I was like, is Lokalar S tier with Valyria? Is he up there? But the more I thought about it, I'm like, if Val in a world where Valyria is gone, Lokalar is still good, he is not nearly as insane as he is right now. Yeah. The only other thing I'd add to him, too, is like, Imagine if Lokalar just wasn't Frost. Imagine if Lokalar was just green Lokalar and he was just Fell, right? Oh. Completely different world. Completely different universe that we're living in. And like Frost just happened to be like the absolute nut typing for him. And just Even because fire. it protects the double blue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Any almost any other, like if you took that Merc but put it on any other name, any other flavor, uh, Completely, we don't. You don't even think twice. I think about whether or not he's like too strong. But I think Valera is one hundred percent warping his own power level, which is like kind of the point, right? That, but I, I honestly felt like it was not to just like steal it, but like in in terms of like local R, I like the effect that local R had, mm -hmm. and we didn't have to nerf anything. And he feels like if as long as the counters are less broken than whatever the thing they're countering is, like maybe this is okay to keep doing. But I don't know. This is a it's certainly a limit to push. One thing I liked about local R was that there are certain play rounds, though. Like, if it's, mm -hmm. you know, say you're going against Frost Opener and you're like GVT, instead of speeding up super fast, mm -hmm. you can take the route of going super slow and playing around that random increase, you know, the plus four damage on all of your Frost spells for the rest of the turn if they go faster. So it's cool in that sense how there at least is a play around. Unlike Valera, it's like she does things at speed three. And if you don't have anything at three or two to try and stop that stealth from going off, there's no way to really play around it. Local R, you can, if you want, you can just go all the way. Be like, you know what? I'm gonna leave it up to RNG. I'm gonna still go fast and just hit them. 
or you know it's also mind games there maybe they think you're mm -hmm. gonna go slow so they go even slower I mean, and then you still go fast so it's at least some, way around. there's some mercenaries that are locked out of those slow skills at the start just so you yeah know. Mm -hmm. and what i don't like about local art is mainly its equipment i do like how it does shape the meta a little bit and it does give you that counter to lyric yeah local art is okay but all i'm saying is that equipment mm -hmm. um is it's way too strong yeah. It should be turned down just a little bit yeah. because it, it don't even, don't, doesn't only affect him. It affects yeah. Arden as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it affects Jaina. And then that is a lot of damage. It's huge. You know, like Lokala by itself with its five speed. Okay, this is if you all went off before his, uh, his hailing storm or whatever it's mm -hmm. called. Mm -hmm. You know, it can potentially do over 100 damage just with that one skill, by the way. Okay. And then you're not taking into account the damage that it's adding adding to Varden and and um, Jaina. So, I mean, if that doesn't tell you something, then I don't know what else to say. All I <laughs> want to say is, yeah, yeah, it needs to be a little bit toned down. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the highest individual DPS equipment in terms of like, yeah, intent or what's it like, kind of like representative like damage yeah. of any equipment by like. A ludicrous march. I mean, what what even like thinking kind of quickly? What even a, begins to approach the amount of damage that that represents? Honestly, hilariously, uh, Yulon probably yeah, right Yulon. with the stacking nature damage, that. like yeah. the the brand new merc that we just got. Because I was gonna say like maybe that's what they're going into, right? Like all these numbers oh, no. for the last well, like ten yeah, mercs have been big. They've been yeah, huge. This could be this could be spooky, but I mean, we'll yeah, this is what I'm starting to see is instead of downscaling i think they're gonna start upscaling everything i think they're gonna revisit you know maybe by a year like the anniversary of mercs they might go back and look at like 20 of the old mercs and be like hey gul'dan 10 speed Rework 20 em. damage mm -hmm. now is 40 damage or something you know just like <laughs> yeah. increase I mean, those numbers and change things too. yeah mm -hmm. i think eventually they will do level cap mm -hmm. and maybe even scale um, oh, that's where also. our extra coins are going. That, about that. That's yeah. that's a hard <laughs> sell to me. I've heard that. I've heard people theorize that before. I don't think you could get Which away. Part? They did say something early on about oh, increasing man, level cap. Away. Yeah, so they did go. say level cap for really? sure. I don't know about. Skill Didn't they cap. say? I thought they said like uh, we have no plans for that right now or something. Like I thought they, they like shut it down. Like not as never gonna happen, but as like. Not anytime they said soon. It, yeah, they said not anytime soon, but they said there definitely will be a level increase, just not anytime soon. And they said your excess coins, don't worry about them. They will be useful. Someday. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they said someday. So no <laughs> timeline on it. Uh, well, we know the timeline isn't five months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think, I think uh, like what... Uh, both Dallas and Mull who are saying are kind of on like along the same lines where like I think I think the item on local art would be less problematic if it wasn't scaling your Varden and your Jaina if it was just scaling his own abilities I don't really think there'd be much to complain about there but the fact that it's frost which is like one of the the most ridiculous and powerful synergies and tribes in the game right now especially you got Belinda at the same time for even more frost support it's just it feels a little much on uh, and especially when other kind of uh strategies are still so lacking like fell mm -hmm. and arcane and beast to a lesser extent even though we just got some new ones of those it's like it, it just feels like if he was any other element i think it would be less bad 
And the other thing is, I think his numbers are a little overtuned there. Basically, I think of his item kind of the same way I think of Valera's unnatural smoke thing, right? Like it's four and it should be two. You cut that number in half, you have a you have a lot less problems in the game. Yeah. And I what's think what's funny he, is yeah. Um, what's funny is like uh, I've I've kind of been doing this recently where I would not use skills on some of my most. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I wouldn't use a skill on some of my mercenaries for some turns. Mm -hmm. And that, that's just, it seems kind of crazy to me. Like, yeah, it's uh, there's a philosophy there that I've talked about once or twice before where if, if your opponent's ability is so strong that it in some cases is the correct play to do nothing, I think that's a little problematic. Because, and, <laughs> like... Obviously, this depends a bit on your comp, but like I was playing some yeah, Shadow Valera, playing Valera, right? And you don't have an option to go slow with Shadow Valera. You're going faster, you're doing nothing because you get that Vulgen speed. Yep. And it's like, so you, and my mindset on that is you just kind of have to roll with it and just hope the RNG doesn't screw you because I think it's always worse, unless it's like a specific case scenario, like towards the end of the game. Um, where you're trying to, you know, figure out the, the math and the plays so you get that close win. I think in the beginning of the game, it's always better to just do your stuff and make your opponent, like, stop you than do nothing. Because if you do nothing, it's like they their skill gets even more value, right? Like, because it's denying a skill. And we've all seen with, like, things like cookie snipes and other speed manipulation, denying a skill or freeze with Varden... Denying a skill is incredibly powerful in this game because you only have three of them uh, per turn most of the time. Um, so it's like when you shut one of those down, that's a third of the actions you're doing that turn. So it's it's I get what you're saying, though. Like I I felt that same way before where it's like because, you know, like you said, some of the slower skills are locked on turn one. So you can't even really play around it very easily with certain leads. Uh, because you have to wait, and that's one thing that bugs that crap out of me about Yulon's, like, Valera counter ability to get rid of the stealth and stuff. Like, mm. one, it's speed one, it should be speed zero. It should not be a speed one skill. Like, even at speed it zero... It's such a fine ability to have as, like, the first zero speed ability. Like, that's the most, like, not toxic zero speed ability you can mm -hmm. get. Exactly. And they still didn't just... pull the trigger. I feel like either that or just have it have no cooldown. Yes, like if, either if or. You can use it on turn one. It has like that would be the fact that, that it has so cooldown nice. blows my mind. Like literally, you by the time you have the opportunity to use that skill, Valyria is faster than you. And while that doesn't make it totally useless, because like for example against GVT, uh, you know, well that's a little different because you know Thrall can slow it if he wants to, or not Thrall, uh, Grom, but. Uh, you can, since it's skill one, you can't outspeed the Valera, but you can get rid of it before, you know, one or more often two speeds sped up things act and slow them back down to six. But it's just like, we, I don't think we needed to be as careful with that as, uh, as they were. Like, it feels not bad, but not as good as it could be, and one interaction I do want to point out for our viewers here, because I'm sure many of them have probably not ran into this yet, is how that actually works is it is a temporary debuff that is applied, 
And this also does get rid of your own taunts, by the way, outside of Yulon. It is all other characters, not just your opponents. I definitely got caught by that once. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the bigger thing with his ability is it applies a debuff to the characters. And so if Valera was in stealth, this debuff will remove her stealth. Her stealth is not gone, though. That stealth is still on the character, but there is a debuff preventing it from being active. At the end of that second turn, the debuff goes away and Valera automatically re-enters stealth. I really don't like that. Um, I think, like, and this is true even if she uses an ability that does not re-stealth her that turn. So you could use Fan of Knives, you could use her second skill, and because she had stealth from before, once that uh, debuff wears off, the oh, stealth wow. is returned. Really? Yeah. No. Is that working as intended because of the language block not remove? I'm not, I could be. It's just and we've never makes really sense. seen block ever, so I'm not sure if there is a precedent for that, but like maybe it it could be because I mean, like I said, the debuff is on the character, but when she uses a skill, like yeah, you said that because it's that on her. So, mm -hmm. so she had stealth. Yeah. Then the debuff was put on top of her, mm -hmm. so she's out of stealth. Yep. Right? being blocked and then okay Ooh. say the next turn she uses fan of knives yep right so she can still cast the fan of knives at three speed is that what you say no 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 the the stealth this the buff from the stealth is like the speed buff is gone until she gets back in stealth but if you click on okay. the character you can see there are there's a a buff and a debuff on her the buff is stealth but it's not active because she can be targeted and she's not sped up. Oh, okay. But, the, but okay, then yeah. uh, now I, I get that part. So say if she does use Phantom Knives at seven speed mm -hmm. and then the debuff goes away, Yep. does she re-enter stealth? Yes. At the okay, end of so turn, she re-enters. The next turn after that, there'll be a Phantom Knives buff for the... Uh, she'll for get both, yeah. You effectively and would get both. Get mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. What if she was the last mercenary alive um, that turn? Do you know? All right, so there are currently some weird bugs with that. Um, we've seen a few different things. Like, there's currently a bug with Sinestra. So for anyone who doesn't know, when Valyra is the last mercenary on the field uh, and the other two have died at the end of the turn, if she's the only one there and she is in stealth, it automatically removes stealth. And right. um, so with that interaction, there are currently some bugs with that. One of them is with Sinestra. If Sinestra AoE clears uh, the other two units but does not clear Valera, because that goes off of end of turn, it goes yeah. off after the Valera check, so she will remain right. in stealth. I don't think that's intentional. But the, the weirder one that I ran into the other night is if you kill off two, uh, your, the other two units and she has that debuff from Yulon on her, but she had stealth previously. If she is the last unit there and you try and hit her with that tar a targeted attack, it will not hit her and it will treat it as if she was stealthed. So it'll remove her stealth, which isn't even active, and negate your attack. And I almost lost a game to that the other night and I was really okay, mad about you it. You that last part. So yeah. like, you had targeted her. Mm -hmm. With what? So I tar I actually I targeted one of the other units that died, I believe. Um, I didn't target her directly. I don't know if that plays into the bug, but it was like GBT. 
and I killed their Grom and I killed their uh, Thrall and I had one attack queued left. Uh, so that attack should go on the Valyr. Valyr was not in stealth, right. but she did have the stealth buff on her. It was just not active because I used the Yulon skill. Um, however, when my attack uh, went to true. target her, I think the game read it as Valyra has stealth. I can't hit her, remove stealth right. instead. Um, but she lived and my attack did not hit her, even though she didn't have the stealth. And then she went back into stealth. No, 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 it removed that removed the stealth. It removed, it removed the stealth permanently. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it did not. Because uh, it would have normally come back after the Yulon was wearing off that turn, off, yeah. but it didn't come back. So that's what I think was causing the bug, is the game was like, oh, she has stealth, but the stealth wasn't active. It didn't know to check for that with the Yulon debuff. So I think that's what caused the bug. Um, not sure. I've only seen it once, but uh did want to let people know about that. Um, once is enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I don't see it again. I was... That, that, Anyone else notices it? That <laughs> made it into a, a video, and uh, I had some colorful words for that bug. I was really <laughs> mad because <laughs> you know you, you you expect the the character not in stealth to get hit by the because it it almost it almost totally flipped the game on me. It really did. Zombie yeah. is a completely different person when he plays PvP. Does <laughs> 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 anyone else notice? <laughs> Uh, when I stream PvP, definitely. When you oh, when you stream PvP, well, that's you just when we see you play PvP. I keep. Oh wait, no, no, we can spectate you. Oh, it's uh, yeah, no, it's I, I let I let it I let my my feelings fly a little bit more freely on the on the stream as opposed to the the YouTube videos. Um, but yeah, so check them out. Yeah, these new We've mercenaries. TV forward slash zombies. Yeah, going zombies on, going on now. But yeah, I'm hoping to get back to streaming in March. It's been real busy. Um, but so these new mercenaries, right? Like dragons are finally here. You know, we we kind of you know got that that word. You know, dragons are coming. And then I think a lot of people were a little underwhelmed with the initial dragons because you know, Rathion wasn't that impressive. <laughs> we wanted him to be. I think there's potential for him. Oh, there's potential. Really? I don't think he's a bad yeah, character. Yeah. Just the right comp. not yet. Like, I don't think he's there yet. I think he needs more support. Um, like we talked so about, slow. lack of uh, fell support mm. is problematic. He can gain so much HP, though. Yeah. No, he's cool. You have to be, around. You have to be an opener, though. You have to, like, somehow convince yourself to play as an opener. It's, yeah. Oh, that, it, remember that first ability where we were, like, it actually makes him, like, slow forever and stuff? When you're figuring that. So, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Maybe there's some weird stuff that we, like you said, just needs more support or something. But He could be yeah. good, but I think he needs more support. But we, we got good dragons now. Like, good, yeah. more yeah. usable dragons. Yeah. And it, Right now, if you go to HearthstoneReplay.com and mm -hmm. or .net it, whoops and uh and filter by parties top 10 percent, even with just the smallest sample size the number one highest win percent deck right now is yulon sinestra longshin mm -hmm. like that's pretty sick yeah it's that's pretty, pretty sick like uh -huh. that looks now with the nature bench like that looks pretty crazy like that's that's really showcasing in my mind like just the power of longshin's like shenanigans and people did not under like sinestra was already really really good just targeting herself with everything forget about it when you're oh, just it's insane saving uh, you're just gaining 50 and blocking things and like with these one and two speed abilities that are just 
these enormous, enormous number swings. It's, it's pretty cool. Like, it, uh, this is what I want to see. I want to see new mercs come out and then just like, it's a crazy tribal deck that is the best deck for like a week or something. Mm -hmm. People figure it out and then you keep going. But like, I want to see someone open this in six months and I'm going to go, oh, that's so sick. Remember when that was blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what Mercenary should be. I, the second deck I is basically that. like the deck that I've been playing. That's pretty cool. The the Frost, you see, what's oh, it? Frost? Local Arterian Varden, yeah. Oh, okay. I love that. That, that opener is like so mid-rangey and medium, but it's so fine. I haven't it's tried like, that it's one just yet. The local, R, the local R city. They're playing a different bench because I'm playing the kind of a meme bench, but Karen Diablo Illidan. Yeah, I see that one. That's, yeah, there's some pretty neat comps going around right now. I personally, I think it's cool. We've all, I think, been trying some different stuff like... I, I know you were really big on Zwen, uh, Mulhu. Wizard Beast has been messing a lot with GG. I think he has by GG. far the, the most uh, GG experience between the, the four of us. And I've been all in on these dragons. Like, I've been throwing dragons in pretty much everything I can. And varying results, but like, that, God, that Sinestra skill too, the fact that you can target other dragons is insane. Yeah. Like yeah. 60 HP and damage reduction and two speed and it's arcane, which it doesn't sound super relevant, but it's actually come up a few times with uh, comboing a blink fox for me. It's like mm -hmm. it's I I just I can't get over how ridiculous of a character Sinestri is like she was already really good before. I mean, I think people eventually, you know, started figuring out, hey, I have to pack powerful red on the bench. Otherwise, I'm going to get wrecked by Sinestra. But now with other dragons, she's just absurd. Like you're actually getting that. Uh, I don't know if you guys have used her skill one too much, but like uh, in one of the builds I tried with dragon opener, 10 bleed is a lot like mm -hmm. that. That was really good for me against some of the Jaina comps I was running into because I hit them for 26 with Sinestra on turn one and then they're bleeding for 20 every turn. That kills oh. pretty quickly. Like, mm -hmm. that adds up really, really fast. And then now that we have another all-star of the dragon comp, Yulon, Pearl of Yulon giving four less damage to your other dragons, they just are tanks. Like, mm -hmm. you, it's almost like with Cornelius where you're, you're forced to focus down the Cornelius first, otherwise you're going to have a much harder time getting through his healing and his protection, except he's basically giving that a better Cornelius protection to two different units if you have dragons and that's just passively like it's just it's crazy yeah, it, like it's good i that's why i really want to level up my um my dragons they're so uh, much fun dallas did you have like a focus of this of this drop of like who you kind of like tried to grind up first or like build stuff around mm, well to be honest initially it was a uh, long shin that i wanted to grind up um first and i think function is pretty good uh i'd yeah. like to say that like, because we were, we're talking about the new Mercs, right? Mm -hmm. um, they did a really good job overall, I think. Definitely. Um, all, all five, I think. Um, which one didn't I like? New Zhao, the, the new, cow, new Zao. hasn't really seen any play yet. But... Yeah, but I think I think there's potential there. He's, you were trying him a bit on stream, weren't you? Yeah, oh, yeah, I tried it a little bit, yeah. Um, there's potential for that one. Um, because it does add some disruption, I think. The Divine Shield looked pretty it. sweet. Like, I was surprised yeah. watching you play with it. It honestly, like, not saying it was insane or anything, yeah. but, like, it was cool. better than I thought. Like, on paper, that's kind of how I felt about a lot of these mercenaries, especially Yulon. 
I yeah. really thought Yulon was not going to deliver nearly as much as he did in terms of like power and synergy, but like he's really, really surprised me. Uh, just how good he is with yeah. the dragon. Not just in PvP. Um, I'll say mm -hmm. this. I know we're talking about PvP, but in PvE as well, it's been nice to play the dragons. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's a mm -hmm. fun experience, really, yeah. doing the, the heroic bounties with uh, Yulon, Sinestra, and Longshin. Um, I think they can take on pretty much anything. They're really good in PvE. Like it's I noticed really the same good, thing. Yeah. Like the the Longjin being able to swap a unit out to mess with the AI's targeting has saved me more times than <laughs> I can count getting to a bounty. Because you know those those heroics they'll target down one of your guys, and a lot of times by turn two or turn three they can kill them before you can really act or heal up or kill them, right? And so. Longjin being able to swap the abilities out and Sinestra being able to heal and prevent damage, like, I 100% agree. Like, I've had probably the most amount of fun doing PvE with the dragons compared to, like, any other comp. Like, they... Yeah, so that's why I'm like, I can't wait until I grind <laughs> these up and play that's some cool. PvP. It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be heaps fun. We should get um, Kibler in here or something. Yeah, the Dragon Master yeah, himself, okay. right? <laughs> Dragon Master, yeah, get it. Yep. Dude, if, if Kibler plays Mercenaries, this game's gonna fly. <laughs> yep. Just needs just needs one, one slippery day. support down the line. One yeah. day. Accessibility. Honestly, even even just talking in terms of, like, you know, I guess it's kind of an accessibility, like, brief aside, too, but, like, you're saying of, like, the they're fun and, like, good in PvE, I would honestly think it would be really cool if at some point they release, like, maybe just three options like right like one for every color but that a, a merc that is almost designed to be fun to do bounties with i don't know what that designer necessarily look like off the top of my head but literally like when you click the button it feels cool it does the, either the animations are super clean or it's it just but like only for pve literally like if you put it into your comp when you know that you want to go and grind and just like something about the Merc makes it more fun. I again don't know what that means. If anybody want has a cool idea, let us know, right? Um, but something like that where you and you can do that, right? You can just add like one random Merc that has one random ability that is just the right type of animation, the right type of like multiple button clicks or one shots for things that it does or speeds every. I don't know, but I, I think that would be a cool thing to see down the line. I don't know how they can do that? I mean, they did add something recently, kind of like that the new treasure yeah it's like do something do something fun, fun. Oh, yep. which is actually <laughs> kind of cool it's the one mm -hmm. speed and it's like random abilities to go off i've actually had some fun with that yeah. so yeah you know, there is something kind of like that in that's, that's a good point yeah, what's that called like metronome in pokemon where just like yes it's a random ability yep. that's metronome it, metronome chooses a random and it can be anything it can be yeah, like super legendary like cool. it could be that'd be neat if yeah you just you i I kind of I I like that how they did it with the treasure because like you can apply it to any mark basically it's like mm -hmm. um, true and I do think it'd be cool if we did get some more like obviously I want the characters to be good for PvP because that's what I mainly enjoy but like it would be cool if we also we got like a balance of like uh, PV and PvP stuff because I feel like right now the 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 stuff that's good in PvP just ends up being good in pve mm -hmm. by yeah general mm -hmm. um like it's just mm -hmm. yeah maybe that's interesting is like pve specifics yeah pve specific marks like i mean kind of like like king crush and ragnaros right or maybe some of the closest mm -hmm. to being like the fun ability for pve and that's 
Crush is that, fun. That's probably the closest we got. I use him in my, my main farming comp. One thing I also really, really liked about this drop, especially for uh, Long Jin, his items are... You basically every one of those items supports a different kind of play style, and none of them are bad. Like I've for seen who, uh, Long Jin, so oh, yeah. one of them is more support for dragons specifically. Give your dragons that health when you're swapping positions. Um, then the other one, it, it rewards him for being on the bench, getting additional arcane when he comes in by depending on how many of your beasts or dragons have died. So that kind of makes him more of a bench mercenary if you're using in that build. It gives you, you know, reason to run beasts and stuff like that. And the other one is also still really good. Passive nature damage, which is, you know, never a bad thing. But I think the bigger thing with that skill is your uh, Among the Stars starts off of cooldown. And being able to uh, to use that ability on turn one enables some really big mind game shenanigans so i love how there is like support for three different builds and depending on your build you are not using the same item for this character like i tried it in that uh, a cool beast opener with dragon backline and that was some of the most fun i've had in uh in mercenaries in a while like playing with beasts again getting to do new cool things with the dragons and that dragon bench especially when you have like because it, it it counts beast summons that die too so you have Muklo's big brother or if you have rexar summoning some beasts or anything like that that arcane damage stacks up pretty quickly and it can make longjin a really really hard unit to kill and i i did some kind of cool stuff with blink fox with them too i was actually running the mm -hmm. the blink fox equipment that makes their skill one have more damage and actually got some huh. combos off with increased damage from the long gen too it's like it, it was really really neat and i just i want to see more items like that where it doesn't feel like okay this is the best item this is what i'm running on this character I, I like that variety and build differently like <laughs> to maximize. Yeah, exactly. Like Jwen's items are kind of mediocre, except for the the one that steals from an enemy, yeah, which is great. Really good one. Yeah. And there, really that was a design trend we saw in the initial batch of mercenaries, right? Like, and that was why I think a lot of people were frustrated with the task seven stuff because 90% of the time, the good item was locked behind the task. You didn't get it from leveling up mm -hmm. or you know, the early task one. Whereas now it's locked behind heroic, which is also a little controversial, um, but it's not always the best item, right? Like, I don't think all, like, well, especially for Longjin, his, his two of his, all three of his items are good, so it's not like you're dealing with just the one locked behind there, which I think is important. Like, I think, like we talked about earlier with the PvE stuff, I didn't realize this until I saw you know people talking about it but there are a fair amount of people who have played this game who have not gotten past uh black rock mountain um like they just can't even beat the final bosses yeah on normal or heroic um i would assume normal because that's all you need to progress but uh, yeah. i've uh oh. i've heard more complaints about not even having access to the chigi event because they don't even have alterac valley uh which and oh, wow. this is coming from not only new players this is coming from some people i think who have actually played the game since launch it's just like the 
the PV is harder Definitely for some harder. people than others. <laughs> yeah. Um, like even normal, I watched, uh, I was watching old guardian do some PVE and, uh, he actually revisited, uh, Ren Blackhand. And even on normal, man, that fight is <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not easy, uh, especially if you have a more limited roster, but like, it is not an easy fight, even on normal. Um, I kind of forgot about it cause it's been so long. I kind of just blitzed through them all at the beginning, but like, it's just kind of interesting to see because that's not a that's not perspective or an assumption that I would have made, but it seems to be at least for a decent portion of some people who play this game, it seems to be the case. Yeah, I mean, I think the PvE getting harder is cool. I think it's like it does feel a little bit worse, but I mean, it means you've got to grind, and in that sense, that makes the PvE matter to people for at least a little bit in the beginning. Like if you are bumping your head against the wall. Like, I can imagine that happening if you run into a particularly nasty boss, like you said, like Rend, and your collection is just like not really uh, what I don't even remember what is Rend a protector. So, like, you just like I think he's don't a fighter. A... I could okay, be wrong. yeah. So, like, if you just like have most of your focus on like fighters and protectors for some weird reason, you just like don't have any good casters and it just like becomes really hard. I don't know. It's some, something weird about like I can see why people run into that issue. Um, you can't but, use fire comp a lot in Blackrock too, which I think is a big thing. True. I think a lot of people locked into that, you know, early on, especially fire comp was the farming comp. So yeah. I remember early on when I got to Blackrock, I was like, oh crap, I can't use fire here. And what am I going to do now? I need to find a new farming comp team. So it's, it's certainly very interesting to, to hear uh, a different perspective like that. Um, I'm curious though, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about Valera and some of the comps that are still around from last meta. Um, one interesting development I think is kind of a, a sign of how uh, Valera is still warping things to an extent is the fact that local R is very clearly the, the most obvious Valera counter we've gotten so far and probably the most powerful, but instead of him just becoming a mainstay in like all builds to kind of counter Valera, he's just being run with Valera now. <laughs> and really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you're not going to open with both of them, but you just, Oh, right. Just like uh, on your, throw them on your bench. Like, and then yeah, okay, yeah. you mm -hmm. could, you can swap it up. Right. Like I still stand by, uh, this is one you played a lot of Dallas. I believe that, that kind of multi-opener comp with like Jaina, Varden, Rag, Belinda, Valera, Lokalar, I think is the, the list. And I still think that is one of the absolute best comps in the game, purely because it can open like five different ways. So you can never really like full counter against it. And it's just using like six of the most powerful mercenaries in the game right now that can counter some of the very popular, powerful comps like frost valera like we saw so much frost valera and i know that's probably every on like number one on everyone's hate list right now because it is not fun being cold snapped for you know four turns of the game three turns of the game yeah. um at two speed you know at six speed really wasn't too big of an issue at two speed it's a little bit more problematic and again it's varden wasn't a problem really before valera and even after Valera wasn't like that bad, but now with all this extra frost support, kind of shored up some weaknesses they I feel like they had before that they have less of now. And the synergy is just so strong. And the openers you can do with it are so like the comp plays so differently depending how you open. 
that I've had a hard time thinking of something that's even in the same ballpark in terms of like versatility having game against like the whole field. No, I had to play like that took a lot. It's actually kind of, I think I said it to uh, on Twitter or whatever, on in Dallas's poster or whatever, but that was a yet another thing that we were kind of, we talked about a long time ago that was like, when will we first see, I think we, I, I think we used the magic terminology of like Jund, right? Where mm-hmm. like in magic, like Jund is just like the mid range good stuff deck, but mm-hmm. it just is all of its cards are above rate. It just trades one for one and it just kills you. And I think we're thinking of a, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, just so, like in the sense that this, so now this deck is all of a sudden like it's just, it crosses all, denies all tribal lines mm-hmm. despite having a ton of frost stuff inside it. Um, but that it's like, it's this deck at the same time. It's another deck at the same time. It just can have all these moving parts that are purely getting carried by individual power levels of all the mercs just being nuts. And then with a couple synergies that you can like move around. Yeah, mm-hmm. the deck is really clean. And I think like Zombie said, really kind of the first of its kind. Was now it, that we have enough mercs to fill out a roster to build this deck. Was it that deck, Malahu, or was it the, my other deck that I was playing that you commented on? I think it was the I think it was the rag one because I was just like like it was just like rag oh, and a rag and a not fire comp, right? Is like mm-hmm. the first like good staple of that being That's like what's going on, I think. Oh, okay. That's- yeah, and Illidan is another like no tribe, just like good stuff mid range. He stabs yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah he would fit the bill uh, there for sure. There. Yeah. Like I that could was see a that. Fun deck. That, uh, um, I know which one you're talking about, but I used Valera instead. Like there was two versions of it. One is the one um, with Rag, and the other one has Valera in it instead. And um, yeah, I think you're like instead of uh, Illidan. Yeah, because I see one here. There's like on Hearthstone Replay that has. I don't think he posted. Yeah, he posted the rag version. Yeah, he posted the. I told him um, there's two versions. The the Valera one is stronger, I think. Oh yeah, because uh, the one you played in tournament, I think, which was Sensu's deck, I think too, right? But it was th- that one that had like the six different pe- moving parts to it. But regardless, yeah, those decks are still super yeah. sweet. Yeah. 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 I mean... I've been playing with, um, them also. Um... I've been doing it where it's Jaina, Varden, uh, Belinda, Sinestra, Rag, and Lokor. And it's cool because, you know, it's just like five different openers I can do. So I can kind mm-hmm. of, you know, figure out, you know, if, hey, if they have three greens or something, if it's going to be Frost Valera, you know, I'll open a Rag, Lokor, so then can't be frozen, do a lot of damage, and then also throw in, like, uh, Blinda in there. So then the cool thing, too, is, like, with Blinda, which I really love her design, is because she's frost and fire, then I can also have a combo for my rag if I really need to. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool how there is, you know, all of those different combos and those type of decks where you're really switching everything up. So it, and it's a lot of fun to play too, because it's not, oh, yeah. you know, the same opener every game. And even if you're versing, you know, same kind of couple comps, you know, it's a little different. Where this one, you're having so many different openers, every game is feeling just completely different. So it's a lot of fun. I think that's so far been my. And I'll say my second favorite deck to play. My first has definitely been a uh, GG. <laughs> even though it's what's it, your it's best GG better breaker or favorite uh, so far? Um, so far it's been a frost opener, local R, Jaina, Varden, and then follow up with GG, Malfurion, and Anaconda. Because I've actually noticed that GG, because if you open up. Normally, Malfurion or Gigi gets just killed right away. Yeah. But actually having Gigi last can be stronger than Sinestra. 
I have 1v1 the Sinestra of Chigi because I'm out healing the Sinestra. And because you literally just can go. um, Because you keep scaling and she doesn't. Yeah. And yeah, it's endless scales. And then you're doing a massive damage and then massive heal on yourself. Even though you're not critting where the Sinestra is, you can just get up to a high enough life total also with the Anaconda just giving your beast more and more life. So you could just stack up Chigi. And I've had events where I've done a 1v4 with uh, Chigi wow. before. Hmm. So having wow. Chigi at the end can be very strong if uh, they don't have anything to kill her right as she, or right as he, sorry, comes out. <laughs> and and again, is this with the asterisk of the, is is the, I've heard rumors of the Chigi healing power, like scaling thing being oddly bugged right now. Do we know if that's a thing? Do we know if that is like making it seem like Chigi is a lot better than they will be once this is fixed? Do we know anything about that? Um, I don't think there's been anything confirmed by any Blizzard employees saying, hey, the damage thing's off. A lot of people are assuming it's currently a bug where the healing power is being doubled for the damage part on your skill three where it does damage to everyone, but the healing power is currently accurate. So the healing, you know, if I have a plus three healing power and the ability is a flat five damage, five healing, I will, and when I use it, I would heal for eight, but then Mm -hmm. the healing power would double. So then it's six plus the five. So then it's 11 damage to all enemies. So nothing's been confirmed if that is doing extra damage or if that is how it's supposed to be. But eventually, I think, even if it is a bug, uh, when the third equipment comes out where you get plus five healing power instead of three on yeah, every scale. People aren't I even don't... using that one right now. Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's kind of, you know, if they revert that other end part and then this comes out i think it'll kind of balance it more and then you're getting more healing anyway so if anything i don't think it's going to matter too much and if they don't then that's a lot of extra damage okay no i'm down Um, i i was i was a chigi hater when i first looked at their kit and then we like started talking about it and we were like oh oh, okay now hey i mean i am more than happy to be surprised whenever we just misevaluate a merc and honestly that's been some of the coolest parts about these last series of drops is that like we looked at Yulon, right? And we're like, eh, eh, well, who cares? And actually pretty good. Like, yeah. looked at, um, even like Longshin kind of, but like, like I said, Chigi, um, Belinda was kind of still underestimated, I would say, even though we thought that she was going to be good. I think we didn't even get it right beyond that. I think she was even better. Um, who else was from that set before? The Sinestra people Sinestra. didn't understand how Rathion. nutty she was yeah. going to be. Um, There's Rathion some of these... people probably got... Yeah. Close. Yeah. I think we were more excited it's about throwing, the potential but... and and whatnot and waiting for the dragons to kind of see what fully or more fell support, which you're still waiting on. But it's it's really interesting to see like some of these mercs, especially uh you brought Belinda. Belinda was really hard to evaluate when we looked at it on paper because we didn't and even though this isn't her like most useful skill, we did not realize her skill three was actually going to be typed and like choosable. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that right there is a huge increase in power level. Uh, just keep your synergies going, keep scaling all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think some of the, the mercs are just kind of, it's hard to fully evaluate them when we like are looking at them when they're yeah, just literally revealed. don't even have all the information. Sometimes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's great because I love like getting to see them and like think about ideas. And then it's, it's kind of like a fun surprise in game when you're actually getting to play with them and you're like, wow, this ability is way better than I thought it was. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think 
anybody really called how ridiculous Sinestra's healing was going to be. I mean, obviously we saw big numbers and we're like, yeah, that's good. But especially before we had more dragons that could synergize with her, it was really just good for self-sustaining, right? But now it's like just one month later, that ability has gone up in power so much because you can heal your other two very powerful dragons. And when you start combining that with even more damage reduction from Yulon and like mind games with Longjin and swapping around... It's like there's just the dragons have a ridiculous amount of sustain. Um, and that seems to be a theme with throughout them, right? Like Alex has that option to heal or damage. Like yeah. dragons have that theme cool. of of healing. And I really like that. Like uh, I still think Sinestra's uh, ability may be a little bit overtuned for healing. Like 60 and damage reduction is pretty absurd but it's not without its counters right like it is a very beatable merc if you're packing the right stuff mm. for it and you're like you know preparing for that but man anytime you have a sinestra and you see your opponent only has one red or their second red dies before she comes out you're just in a really really happy spot like because just with blues and greens, unless maybe you're doing some shenanigans with like Diablo Apocalypse, you are going to have a hard time breaking through that wall. And especially when like Lokalar isn't even really that good against Sinestra and he's been kind of on the outs. Like if it's if you've got like a bench Lokalar, depending on when that comes in against the Sinestra, it's like not even really. It's good hit or enough. miss, it's, right? Like it's yeah. not as good as Thrall as a direct counter. However, if you can, uh, the big thing with it is if you have other Frost support. Um, because then you can ramp up his skill three faster and then just one shot her, which is how I've right. kind of seen Throw him a snowball at a dragon. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> snowball. A dragon. Does, does, does a snowball, does a snowball check from when he's on the bench? Is it like all no. frost spells? I don't, or does he have to watch? He has it? to be on the okay. field. I'm pretty sure. Um, but it can still add up pretty quickly if you do have one or two other frost units, or if they can't kill local R, uh, the first turn, you know, he'll start ramping up. You ramp up that snowball, like, once or twice and you can i've i've had sinestra die to local are plenty of times um but he's not as yeah, direct of a, a counter as uh like i think thrall is probably the best like individual sinestra counter because he just smacks in twice with the doom hammer and she's gone um but rag has also been pretty decent sometimes you know rag seeing a ton more play since uh two patches ago when you know the, the boogeyman Frost Valera became kind of a thing. Now Rag is kind of a mainstay in a lot of different comps, and sometimes I'll just throw him in there with absolutely oh, yeah. no other fire support because it's like, I just need a way to stop the freezing, and you either need a taunt that's quick, like Cornelius or something, or Rag. Those are like, at least to me, those are the two um, the two most powerful counters to the Frost Valera stuff. Yeah, the meta is... Uh, kind of cool now because we have that rag um opener uh that i've come across a lot um mm -hmm. it's still shifting saying, like the fire sure. comp you know yeah the fire comp is actually viable oh, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah, not give bad me more fire comp give me more fire i will take the fire comp over frost all day that's my <laughs> only complaint with the meta right now is i see way too much jaina holy lord i am literally <laughs> moving over to now being like I'll take some Valeras sometimes. Just like stop making me play against Jane of Arden. It's just so boring. So that's uh, that's the only thing that I want to see shift. But that's kind of what we were talking about before. Is like it was kind of like 
if you go back to the beginning of Hearthstone or the beginning of Mercenaries, it was like like fire was really good, and then shadow was really good, and then nature was really good, and now frost is really good. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's it's fine. It, mm. it, the, let the frost mages have their month or two, whatever. It's winter. It's fine. <laughs> Spring is coming soon, right? Like it'll let them hang out for a little bit, and that's okay. Um, and it will always feel like a little bit worse when the frost mechanics, like like ice block, just never feels fun, right? Like it's just. It, it sucks to play against, but that's the frost stuff, right? Pound sand, move. If you don't like it, go somewhere warm. And uh, well, same thing. I live in the Northeast, and I'm just sitting here complaining about it. So. I think it was, it was more balanced, though, when, when they couldn't um, get so much spell damage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, imagine if you just tune yeah. down Localar a little bit and make yeah. them not add Localar makes them pretty damage. nuts sometimes. Like, it's because, like, you're not even like uh, it, just it ramps up four is such a big number and the fact that it gives you four each time like think about that for yeah, a second Jaina gives you three and you have to use a specific skill for that local right. even if they only use one skill before he goes off that is still bigger than the Jaina one and it's applying to all your characters for that turn and you're gonna have frost synergy if you're running local art 90 percent of the time right like yeah you can jam him in non-frost comps but he's just so good with even even just local art varden just getting turning that that six damage into 10 damage that adds up really quick because you go from critting for 12 to critting for 20 that's almost doubling your damage and that's off one proc like that is a significant uh significant like buff there so those are some thoughts we have obviously the meta is still very much evolving um it's you know it's too early to say you know what is the best new comp I think, uh, you know, we didn't even have it fully solved last time because the new mercs came so quickly. Um, I do think that comp we brought up before with the very flexible openers is one of the best in the game. And the, the thing about that is I think some of these newer comps are suffering a little bit from the fact that their openers aren't as flexible. Like I was, I stand behind last, the last patch meta was having flexible openers made your deck like two or three times better. Than not, and I think that's that was still... all because of the Varden, the the Frost Valera that yeah, we were kind of talking about. Pretty before, much the Varden Belinda, mm-hmm. like the, the, the Valera. <laughs> I was just murdering people. Oh my god, it's getting late. But yeah, that that deck yeah. was literally warped the format probably more than anything else. Like you said, to suddenly being like, if you can't beat this, if you can't swap to beat this deck, it, you are just dead. You like, roll that, over that on turn the two one thing or turn three in the yeah. two week latest, yeah. And it still happens and it still punishes some of these newer decks and and whatnot, right? But I I think, you know, there are possibly more counters out there for it that haven't just been fully discovered yet. I mean, I've seen some people do some weird stuff like Ragnaros and uh, Eudora and some other stuff like, but I think it does limit things a little bit because the two best counters that I've seen to stop all this frost stuff are either rag to stop the freezes or Cornelius to block the elemental freezing, the damage and and whatnot. Um, But it's still developing. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to take another look at that next week, but dragon seems strong. Definitely is something there. Um, I think maybe there's some weird stuff you could do with beasts. Like I really liked my beast dragon build, but definitely needs more testing. And it sounds like uh, Chigi definitely has more potential than we initially thought uh, definitely more than I initially thought. So I'm excited to do some more testing uh, with him and seeing what happens when we get his, you know, final equipment in like a bit over a week or so. But 
that's going to ramp it down here for us. I do have a little end question for us for today. Um, I figured since we spent a lot of time talking about the event, I would ask, you know, what would we like to see in the next Mercenaries event? Should it be kind of similar uh, to what we saw this time around? Or are, are there some different things uh, you would like to see? Um, I'll... Uh, I'll start this one off and then we can go just like clockwise. That's that's cool. Um, so with this one, obviously, I mean, the biggest thing I would like to see is like definitely being careful about making sure some of these these bugs, like specifically the bugs about like denying the challenge stuff. Like, I think that needs to be like a real high priority because like, let, let me tell you really not happy when because you don't know like i i was lucky and i knew that before going into the bounty but like people were really frustrated by finally you know like that dark souls analogy you said mal who you know they finally beat that really tough boss and then it doesn't count and you have to do it again like that's just like that really hurts um but i really liked the event overall so i would like to see more more challenges kind of like we got um i'd like if it were a little bit more new player friendly um, so you don't have to have quite as many specific ones. The The big thing that I really liked, though, was this gave us a reason to go through, like, I think all the different areas in the game. Maybe not Blackrock. I oh, think all the yeah. others, though. Like, we went through Alterac, we went through Barrens, we went through a lot of the different bounties, and I thought it was really cool revisiting some of those older ones, which I would never touch again. Um, and, uh, and... That way, like it gives value to, um, it gives value to those kind of uh, bounties that just doesn't really exist once you beat them for the first time, and it's not like a, a bounty you farm, right? Like like the Mad Bomber one, right? Like who's gonna go do ba Mad Bomber again? Yeah. Nobody. It's I literally didn't even know. I don't <laughs> think I'd ever done that boss on heroic. I, like <laughs> didn't even exactly. So I really like that, and I would like to see more stuff like that going forward, giving us a reason to go back to do some of these old bounties, but do it in kind of like a weird and different way. Um, what do you think, Malhu? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing that you mentioned there is that I would, I, I think I would like to see a little bit more new player friendly, but it feels like you should be able to come up with a series of tasks in that sense. I, and I, I'm fine to keep the same task structure, like. I even like like Wizard Beast was kind of doing it intentionally as maybe it was originally intended of like two per day. Um, but releasing all 10 at once was also fine. I mean, it took me like hours to do it. Right. But that was like talking and having help. Um, but that felt like a significant amount of time, but just more new player friendly. But I feel like you can come up with a, a task list that can that doesn't need you to have like a weird collection restriction. Mm -hmm. But um, other than that, I thought the difficulty was pretty good um maybe just more coins for the other mercs like doing a whole quest that was really hard and getting like a tap like 50 chi coins and like 25 random shuen coins or whatever right like for a for a limited time event it didn't feel like the rewards were really that crazy and even considering the difficulty of it it didn't feel mm -hmm. like they were that nutty like we got a good we got two abilities worth of chi right like okay like it was more fun to do regardless of the rewards like i literally almost didn't care at all about the mm -hmm. rewards and that's a good sign <laughs> if i could care without rewards like that's a, a step in a good direction so i would say a little bit easier maybe more rewards obviously like always but um, most of it was pretty good 
Nice, nice. What do you think, Dallas? Uh, one second. Sorry. That's um, no problem. No, the event. Uh, no, uh, like I already mentioned before. Uh, look, it, it was a great idea. Um, but they need to execute it better. The timing, yeah, I guess they couldn't do much about that because there were delays um, with the, the previous um, uh, mercenary drop. But um, look, I think they're on the right track. Uh, like I said, it was a great idea. Um, I agree, yeah, it needs to be more friendlier to newer players. Uh, and uh, I don't know, they don't test much, I guess. Uh, there were a lot of bugs. I wish they could fix that. Um, having said that, the new mercenaries awesome i would say uh, i'm really happy with that uh what i'd like to see uh maybe something like a, a common goal that the community can work on with the, with the event you know that sort of thing like, like the, the, uh, the thing they did in standard sort of yeah thing. yeah that that would be cool and maybe um double coins you know make it more <laughs> double uh, coin weekend you pick protector <laughs> fighter caster and then you you get bonus experience or whatever for every kill you get with that color or something, and whichever color gets whatever. That's yeah. a neat idea. Something like that. Yeah, I like that. There's heaps of ideas. Yeah, there's a lot you could do to like. I think that's one thing we can all agree on is that I think the game could do with better rewards that actually make you feel rewarded for your time put in and not feel like you're getting one fifteenth of a skill or something. Um, mm. It's it just it, at the current rate, it feels kind of bad. So like whether that's, you know, increasing the coins like Malhu said, or doing something like you suggested where like giving like a multiplier to them um, for an event or for, for anything, really anything that could make the, the coin acquisition process less slow i think would be very positively received by the player base yeah overall Definitely. i think the event i really liked it enjoyed it so i think the next one you know as long as they stay on the right track kind of you know fix up a couple bugs here and there and then i think definitely increase the rewards a little bit you know i kind of like what mole who's saying i literally didn't look at the rewards at all i just clicked on the quest kept going because i i was enjoying the event it was kind of cool to figure out you know what comp to do and how to do this and everything so i really like that and then also having a mercenary i think attached to it was cool you know that you by doing the event you unlock the mercenary so i actually kind of like that maybe have a mercenary in it again or maybe even like two that you kind of unlock through it but just if that is going to happen have to make sure that the player base can get to at least unlocking the mercenary if it is through the event. So I think they're on the right track, but just needs a little bit of touch up. Yeah. That's uh that's yeah, th I I agree with that for sure. It's like uh there are definitely things they could do a bit better with it. Um and I do like the idea of a free mark in the event. Uh I I liked that. Now I don't remember off the top of my head what the first two uh challenges were, but basically uh Chigi was task number two, so I think it was really good that they put him so early on in the, the progression, so that way, even if you're, you know, someone who doesn't have a full collection, or like a, a, a very, you know, progressed collection, I think it's still possible to do those first two, uh, I don't remember what they were off the top of my head, but I think they were easier than, you know, definitely some of the later ones, like Heroic Lokalar or Belinda, or some of the other Alterac Valley ones, so... I think that is a, a good thing where, you know, 
put the skin or whatever towards the end. The thing that's optional, just mm. some kind of cosmetic fun stuff uh, that is not needed to play the game. And then just make sure that, you know, if you're going to put a character behind it, make sure that it is easier to access that character because, you know, everyone should get to kind of play with and enjoy that from the event. That's kind of the the mentality uh, I have about it. Um, but I think that is going to wrap things up for us here. Uh, before we get going, though, do you want to tell our fine viewers where we can find each of you here on the Internet? Uh, do you want to start, Molhu? Um, instead of plugging my socials, I'm going to say that I just opened my first legendary on Ooh. my EU account. This is a big oh. one because we're free to playing it. So <laughs> I opened Malfurion on nice. NA and it completely nice. dictated Drop. how I played. But I haven't opened this one yet. Okay. So what do we think it's going to be instead? I'm currently hovering a legendary. Oh, you this haven't is either seen it yet. The, the beginning or end. I, I have an unopened legendary that I'm staring at on my EU account. My very <laughs> first one. So Ooh. what do we think it's going to be? If it's shit, I'm going to be pissed. And we're never going to play on EU again. But if it's great, <laughs> then we're going to play on EU. <laughs> Any guesses? Valera. This is big. This isn't like five packs. If it would be Valera, that would be so funny. And this will be my DGen Valera account. Yeah. My uh, only only bannable cards account. <laughs> so you opened up Malfurion. Mm. No, no, no. Oh, Malfurion is on an A. So yeah, that was my first legendary on an A. Oh, okay, this, this one's no legendaries. My first on you. Right? I have zero legendaries at the moment. Are you recording this, by the way? Uh, the podcast is. <laughs> I mean, the he like, can screenshot the, the it. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I'll screenshot yeah. it here. Oh, I'm gonna okay. say rag for my guess. That's a good one. Rag. Oh, okay, 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 okay. What about you, zombie? Uh, I said Valera. I'm going. With okay, Valera. What do you think, it. Dallas? Well, who? guess. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm gonna guess. Um, Belinda. Belinda, that's All a right. good one. Watch Three, it be like two, one. Wait out there. Uh, that it's was a Sylvanas. It could be worse. It could be worse. <laughs> it's a Sylvanas. Oh, that's shadow not shadow terrible. aggro. Yeah, no, that's that's playable. That's, that's okay. Playable. It's okay. okay. I wish Sylvanas was better, but you know she, she's apparently really high on the Hearthstone replay thing right now, which is funny. I wonder if she sees like play at lower ranks or something. There's got to be a reason for I that. I ran into a few this morning. Oh really? People are running. Yeah, people are running. Um, what was it? Eudora and uh, who's the other one? But anyway, anyway, we're closing. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's my plug. Silvana Steel. Okay, not not bad, not bad. Yeah, good job, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about uh, what about you, Dallas? Where can where can our fine viewers find you? Hmm. Yeah. No. I'll I'll do what um Mullahu did. I don't want to plug my socials. Um. Uh, I just I just want to say, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff happening in the world right now. And um, yeah, I don't know if you guys have been noticing it in my my tweets, but like um, I'm really concerned, uh, especially because, you know, Sensa, he's from uh, Ukraine. So um, what I'd like to say is, uh, yeah, if anyone can do whatever they can to support, um, you know, what's happening, be it through donations or bringing awareness that sort of thing um yeah just just pray for peace that's all you can do <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good and important message in these very strange and difficult times that are that are going on um mm. but yeah you know we're that's life you know we're gonna we're gonna see what happens we're gonna you know try and uh find some things to you know distract from all the 
the negative and the the scary stuff out there in the world right now. But it's good. Uh, it's good to you know 100% agree with you that you know you just gotta kind of hope for the best with the uh, all the the craziness going on right now. But um, I do want to mention since my my humble co-hosts here don't want to plug themselves i'm just going to do it for them because we need the support for mercenary streamers so say, here's wizard beast venmo PayPal, <laughs> but all all of us pretty much do you know varying amounts of mercenary streams uh, the links as always will be in the description definitely you know see see i don't know just if you enjoy mercenaries a lot it means a lot to to support the the people who are still you know putting out the stuff for it. it means a lot to us um and we really appreciate it as always so all those links all that good stuff will be in the description as usual if you're watching here on youtube like and a comment really do help out everything you know algorithm helps a lot out a lot with the show and you know it's really good to be back it was really great to have dallas on again i know uh kind of a little sneak peek at some point in the future uh, we're definitely going to be getting frankie on here uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Frankie is an awesome player from Germany, plays on the EU server. He's actually the uh, undefeated EU champion. I think he's like three tournament victories in a row or something absurd. Like, he's on another level. So I'm <laughs> I'm really looking forward to to having him on the, the show, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, because uh, like, I just, every time I watch him play, I feel like I learn so much and I really appreciate like that kind of uh that kind of stream that kind of style but yeah check him out i'll put his link in the description below as well as all of ours so you know where to find us at this point if you've been watching this for a while but we do want to say thank you everyone for watching if you're still tuned in at this point and uh we really appreciate all the support but that's going to be it for episode 11 of the fighting pit signing off we'll catch y'all guys next time peace thanks Bye. guys stay safe yeah Take care.